0: We got our own thing. Failing perspective. Expect it, so accept it. Yeah, it's two of us out of the four of us. They're here in spirit, but they'll he'll be here in the physical soon. They're going to be here in the physical soon. Failing perspective, expected, so accept it. KG told me that was a tongue twister, but it's the only slogan I have, and you guys are going to say it with me. When the whole crowd like that, favorite perspective. To my left, and really my right on your screen, is Dime Dime Dropper.
1: (laughs) Talking every single East team and the latest in the NBA in this one. We did the last Western Conference episode. I hope you guys enjoyed that. It's timestamps you saw where we were talking about every single team in the West. So this one we're going to be doing the East, and there's no better place to start than the top. The Boston Celtics, I think we all had them first. I'd have to go back and check our predictions. But we all had them first, I believe. And what are your initial thoughts on them? They basically have like a big five. Derek White, Porzingis, Drew Holiday, and the Jays. They're looking like they're going to run away with the first seed and they're the favorite to come out of the East. Thoughts on the Cs?
0: I think everything you're saying is right. But there's a lot of... With the Utah Jazz, when the Goldberg, Donovan Mitchell, Utah Jazz, right? We used to say, yeah, that record is nice and all, but you guys ain't doing anything in the playoffs. With the Celtics, we expect them to do damage in the playoffs. Don't get me wrong. Even make the finals. But there's that hurdle that we don't expect them to get over for whatever reason. Um, I have to stop saying, um. But. The Celtics, for some reason, that's just what it is with us. We know who you have. Jason Tatum is the lead dog. I've seen people go back and forth whether he's the MVP or not. You know, clearly, Jason Tatum is an MVP candidate the last five years, top five minimum. As much criticism as I do have for him, the Paul George type, T-Mac type of passive-aggressive attitude, he still is a top five guy, minimum MVP candidate, season in, season out. He's the difference maker. Jalen Brown,
1: has he really played that much better or worse? Do you see a difference with him? I think he's about the same as last year. Uh, His points per game are down, but I saw that his shot attempts are down. I think that's just a result of having some new, you know, star caliber players on your team. So I think he's been the same. The efficiency is around the same. Derek White looks
0: like anything we've ever said about him is – he's played, I think, played better, unless the last month he's fallen off, but I don't think so. The last I checked, he was. But here, here's something, here's some stuff. i go to NBA.com. Shout out to uh, John Schumann. I have to start just quoting you or, or citing you, because I'm just taking your stuff here off, off of websites, and I don't care, because we're all live, and I like to pass the information along, in case you guys don't know. He is a, an analytics guy from NBA.com, but uh, so the Celtics, they rank Fifth in field goal percentage in the paint, sixty percent. Fifth in field goal percentage, but dead last in the shots attempted from the paint, forty-two percent. And of course, they've shot the league average or better from three-point range, and I think and and they lead the league in three-point rate by a wide margin, forty-seven and three point. point at,
1: three. And three-point attempts as well. Three-point attempt.
0: So that is not a shocker. That's not a surprise. That's exactly what. We fear about them in terms of winning. You're not gonna win until you get the mid range game way better, and and most especially improving your shots in the in the post. And really, the one guy that can do all of that, it feels like he can get to any way he wants to on the floor, get any shot that he wants, defend damn near everybody in, in the NBA. He has the potential and capability to do so. He has the p- potential to be the best two way player in the game, right? the only ones that can even compete with with, with this guy, you know, Giannis and Embiid. That's just sheer physicality. But Tatum should be, Jason Tatum should be the best two-way player in the game by far, and he's not. You think he should
1: be by far the best two-way player in the game?
0: Yes, because offensively, offensively, how far off is he from anybody like Luka Doncic? SGA. I
1: mean, Luka Doncic is a much better pick and roll. I mean, I think Tatum has improved each year passing and in the pick and roll, but I still... I would call him a a good passer at best. Luca is a great passer. Luca is a pick and roll maestro. He can get a good shot for you every single time down the floor for your team. Right. Jason Tatum, cool. though, he has the same issue with me that I have with Luca, in the sense that sometimes he over dribbles, takes too many contested threes. Tatum, majorly. My issue with the Celtics is this: I think they have the, the amazing personnel. They have the best starting five in the league. They're a little bit thinner depth wise, you know, outside of Horford. I think Hauser and and Pritchard, you know, they're solid players can shoot the ball well from three, but they are a little thin. You know, you know what I'm saying? Uh, they picked up Jaden Springer. Who else did they pick up? I know Cornet's having his best year as a Celtic.
0: Oh, oh, Xavier Tillman.
1: Xavier Tillman, who I like. So maybe that'll help. But as far as those five guys, I mean, I'm pretty impressed with all of them. To me, the key is in the playoffs with Boston. Are they going to make the game hard for themselves by just constantly starting everything behind the three-point line settling for jumpers and falling in love with the three when the three balls not falling and you can't get layups you can't have just no counter you know what i'm saying that's the problem with them and it's it's hurt them in the playoffs so many times now this year their fans a subsection of them are saying you know they have the highest post-up rate in the league this year it's different i mean okay maybe relative to the rest of the league or relative to the celtic team of last year but Is it enough to win a championship? Am I going to see it when it counts? Because when I've watched them this year, it's the same old shit with better players. And Porzingis, I will say this. Giving them a pick-and-pop threat, a second one, and a really good one, that really makes their offense more lethal. But when teams switch everything, is Porzingis going to be aggressive and dominate in the post? Because this year I've heard he's been better. and the last two years, he has been better in that mid-post. He doesn't necessarily even need to get the ball all the way down low on the block. He's not that strong lower body-wise and will get the ball down there. But even at the elbow, if he can catch the ball 10 feet away against a smaller guy and just turn over him like he's a chair, that can exploit mismatches that they didn't necessarily have in the last couple of years. So with the Celtics, it's really all about showing it in the playoffs. But for me, the Porzingis and this and that, I don't think that's going to be the difference maker. I think the difference maker is going to be Tatum and Brown making better decisions in crunch time. Mainly Jason Tatum, who I've been, very high on since his rookie year because his rookie year was my first year transferring to UMass. And I got to see it from the beginning. And I I said he was going to average 30 one day and he has last year. And he was going to lead the Celtics to banner 18. Is that going to be this year? I mean, the team is good enough. There is no excuse. Porzingis doesn't even have to be relied on that much. He's a third scoring option and he's having a great year. I mean, they got three guys averaging 20 plus, but I'm going to end it with this. You know, Derek White's been amazing. People were campaigning for him to be an All Star. He's having the best year of his career. Drew Holiday is quietly averaging four, uh shooting. I'm sorry, forty four percent from three. Pretty wild. So go ahead, uh, Fabiano. That's my thoughts on Boston. Nah, they I should win like the championship.
0: It, it's is well. To be honest, them in Minnesota, they have the recipe for to get stops on defense and and they have the guys with Ant-Man and Jason Tatum if you you guys are, don't see it for some reason now you finally saw it this year and a lot of you guys finally woke up to Jason Tatum settling for for his three-point shots but the same thing is going on with Ant-Man and I've seen it and you know I've been a, a big Ant-Man guy the the Timberwolves they go to the championship and they win the they're going to go neck and neck in the championship with the Celtics if Tatum and and Ant-Man become these guys, you know, the Michael Jordan, you know, storybook type of guys in crunch time. You don't have to be Michael Jordan. You have Reggie Miller. Even someone like Derek Fisher should be, you know, talked about way more often for a crunch time player, right? Um, even Kyrie Irving being being a guy in crunch time. Jason Tatum hasn't performed that way in the playoffs. I don't care what anybody says. In crunch time, he's not that guy. Even in the regular season, he's not that guy. And the same thing with Ant-Man. Ant-Man did have a great drive and kick to Mike Conley in the corner when they played the Celtics, if I'm not if I'm not mistaken. But again, he didn't shoot the ball. It was very LeBron-esque. Get to to his spot and give up the responsibility for it, for the the last jumper. But again, even LeBron had to go through these – he had to go and and talk to himself in the mirror. He had to have a coming-of-age moment and go, I need to improve. I need to be more poised during not just crunch time moments, crunch time games. Jason Tatum, he's had some big games. Do not get me wrong. Come on, he's super talented. But to me – Ant-Man and Jason Tatum, once they take that leap in crunch time, I think those are the – if they do at the same time this season, they're fighting for the championship.
1: You just ignore every time that Tatum has done well, though, in the clutch in the playoffs and has come up big for his team.
0: No, it's not – it doesn't – I don't remember any Jason Tatum, crunch time, game winners, game clinchers. What?
1: He made with the fir- against Brooklyn. He had that first – that game-winning layup to win the game the first game.
0: Well, yeah, yeah, against Kyrie, and they and they and was smacking up um KD. That 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 was a good one. Don't get me wrong. That was what definitely. About
1: game, what about Game Six against the Milwaukee Bucks when this team was down three games to two? I just lost a heartbreaker in Game Five, and the dude dropped like forty five in the defending champions' house to keep them alive.
0: Okay, and what about at the end of the game? Was there a crunch time moment? No, the only I one forget. we can point to is the one. Is, is you're right? The one with uh what about game six last year
1: against the Philadelphia 76ers where he was about to lose, and then he completely took over the game after a terrible performance.
0: Took over the game again. He ha- he'll take over the game. He has the game. Yes, he no. He has crunch games, the big time games. He has those, but there's a lot of settling. You can we cannot ignore this. We're there's a lot back of settling, on, but, go, but it's
1: not. You're right. more back on your word.
0: You're going back to New York. No, they're to settle in. Tatum exaggerate. You exaggerate. He, I'm not. I, it, call it whatever you want. Call it whatever you want. In crunch time, I don't fully trust Jason Tatum for whatever reason. That's fair, but that's, that's not the
1: same as that's not the same as he's never come up big in the playoffs. He always. Oh, all right. In. He never, he never came up. Okay, cool. But that's not the guy
0: you trust. And then on top of that, who else on the, on the Celtics can you trust?
1: No, now, nobody. everybody's everybody's a question mark. And here's it But I think we are also a little harsh on Tatum. He's. My age, basically, he's about to, about to be twenty six in March. I don't want to hear that. No, Jake, the guys that Mike, young usually Magic, aren't expected to lead a team to a title. Magic, I don't, do you comparing him to no, these no. guys? Magic I and Larry Bird. It.
0: That's that's when you're a top five guy and you have that much talent as a perimeter dude. Jason Tatum is not. He is in that category right now. No, he's, he's not. That, he's closer to Kevin Durant than he is Magic and Larry Bird. Kevin Durant yo, are you guys crazy? Kevin what? Durant, Jason Tatum. All these superstar legendary dudes, they're in the same position as Magic, Jordan, Bird. Bird, Matt. Who do you think they were in their time? They're not as good as them. Period. You got got to stop. They're not as good as them because of these crunch time moments. You're making my point. Yeah, if that matters. If if Jason Tatum came up way more... And, of course, we had Tragic Johnson, right? We had Tragic Johnson. two rings. After two rings, though. Fine, but we still had a Tragic Johnson. We still had that. Jason Tatum has had his... Jalen Brown was just sitting down with, with Draymond Green and said exactly what we've been saying the last two seasons, that he they got punked by Draymond. They were shook. What the hell are you doing being scared of anybody, especially when you're a grown man? That doesn't Forget your age. You got you got somebody punk you for the championship? Somebody should have clotheslined Draymond if that was the case. Nobody came up with that. Marcus Smart, none of them dudes, all these super talents. I just can't see Michael Jordan being punked. Magic Johnson being punked. Isaiah Thomas being punked maybe out physical, you know, Magic might have came up short and he wasn't, he didn't develop the skill either. He became a 90% free throw shooter, became a better shooter throughout his career. And it's just, for me, once that happens though, Dime, trust you me, I'll be the first one to to recognize it and I'll be the first one to to tell you that I'm scared to death of Jason Tatum. Because if that happens, forget about it. We're not talking about Joker and these guys being the MVP anymore. If he's crunched, if he's clutched like that, it's over. That's really the missing link to his game.
1: I always say this with Tatum. He likes Kobe so much, but he consistently wants to dance at the three-point line instead of catch the ball in the mid-post, catch the ball at the elbow, back to basket. He's even taller than him. So watch your favorite player's games, man. I don't know what to say. Not just the highlights. But anyway, is that all we got on Boston?
0: Yeah, man. They, lot, they're still the
1: favorites. Football. I mean, we're going to talk about them more before the playoffs start, of course, but we're yeah, we ha- 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 them on way
0: team. too we talked on them way too much about their flaws, I man. Um, going back to their strengths, I'm sorry. They're only top five in both offensive and, and defensive rating. The only team, the only, the only that's one of like four teams in history to do so. If they finish that way, the only other team that didn't make the win, the, win the finals after being in both categories was the Boston Celtics last year, <laughs> finishing in top four in offensive and defensive rating. And it's primarily because they, they wet the bed against the, the Miami Heat.
1: Yeah. And I've been impressed with Porzingis defensively. I want to say that too. As a All right. Room, now, room. yeah. Now, the bottom of the barrel. Oh, the Detroit Lord. Pistons. They've had a historically bad season, broke the record for most consecutive losses. Um, what do you got to say about them? Asar Thompson's been a bright spot. Jalen Duran has been a bright spot, but it's been a real disaster over there. We've had arguments about Monty Williams and how much blame he should hold. For the eight and forty-six record that they have. Talk to me about Detroit and what you've noticed about them this season.
0: Well, I mean, we we could bunch them all together, right? Detroit and Washington and the Hornets if you want. What is no, it we're really gonna talk just about?
1: Just give me just give me Detroit real quick for now.
0: It is 10 seconds. Monty Williams, go fire yourself. Or, you know, like I don't even know. You go get $80 million is amazing. You did a great job of of, of straight robbing the place. Um, a short Thompson, like you said. To me, he was in, in the in the fold for Rookie of the Year or top three or four rookie early on in, in the season. He looks amazing. Jalen Durant looks like a, a grown man. We've always talked about that. They have been playing better, though. A lot of those trades, they unlocked spacing, like you put it, because you're the first person to say that this season. They have no spacing whatsoever. All the people that could shoot was Bogdanovich, and I forgot the other guy that had a jump shot for, for Detroit. But if you only got one shooter on the court at a time, What's going to happen? Like, I don't care what you have going on. So, you know, they have the talent. That's the messed up When you talk about the Pistons and the Hornets being at the bottom of the barrel, that's injuries and and not being able to really put things to, that puzzle together to get on the court and compete. That's really what's stopping the Hornets because the Pistons have the bright spot with a sword Thompson, but him and his brother, they both stink from shooting from three from three-point range. They're just really good defenders at this point.
1: Yeah, I think Asar Thompson's a great athlete, but his jump shot still needs some work. He has been a bright spot, though. Durin is a double-double machine. I think Cade's really good. We've argued about this before. I think Cade's he's really good. He, no, nah, he's very good, in my opinion. So, he you only think, hold on.
0: so you think you think he's better than Jaden Ivey?
1: Yeah, I think he's the best part on this team. 22 points, four rebounds, seven and a half assists, uh, 45% from the field. His three-point percentage is still a little shaky. Jaden Ivey, though, I will say that's been what's, been a big difference for them is actually using him like to the fullest of his ability, starting him, which I don't know. We were talking about that, why Monty Williams was what what he had against Jaden Ivey for whatever reason. But Cade Cunningham, I think he's the best player on that team. I think he's a really good player, pick-and-roll guy, makes the right decisions, has a mid-range. He's gotten better with his jump shot. And I'm happy for him that he's not missed too many games this year. He's missed, what, 10 games. So this team sucks, though. They're going to have to just build through the draft, and it's unfortunate scenes for them.
0: They also got rid of um, Killian Hayes after starting replacing Jaden Ivey with Killian Hayes in the starting lineup. And then all of a sudden, you know, he's gone. Killian Hayes is now off the team completely. Just a weird it – just, it, it just goes to show you, like, Flea the other day, he made a big mistake. Big mistake, Flea, by saying that the, that the NBA was – there was such a parody. And it's like, no, these there's like four or five teams that are horrible in the league right now. Horrible, for whatever reason. And it just seems to work that way. You can't have total parity. You're going to have some, some teams that are trash because you got guys. We always point to the players, right? It's easy to say Killian Hayes sucks. Who the hell is the general manager up there? There's some nepotism going on in Detroit, right? All these guys know each other, and they're hiring their family members to go do this. This is horrible. And billions of dollars we're talking about. Like, we're on here right now. Me, Why is it that me and you seem like we care more about that organization? That is insane. And this is the reality of things. Oh, look who jumped in. He heard his name.
2: Yeah, I heard I heard I heard my name. He's with I the heard game. My name.
0: There's no parody in the league. Big Fleet, what's going on, baby?
2: What up, what up, what up? up? Down. what up, baby? I know I'm I know, seconds on probably on your should have I should have hit you offline, but uh appreciate you, brother.
1: No problem, man. Anytime. Should we go on to the next team? Add you in right, right away. Get into this cleveland cavaliers you got something on the what we were going to say
2: uh i had, a, I had a, a couple quick things but we could get into to the calves in two seconds one the underdeveloped wings who don't realize how great they are tend to fit, and just in my opinion tend to be more comfortable on the perimeter dancing with the rock trying to get to where they go jason tatum hasn't realized how great he is I saw the sit down with Malika Andrews she asked him who's the best player in the league he said himself that's the first time I've ever heard him say that as she said she said I asked you this a year ago and you said it was Giannis so I think not not saying that like I agree with your point Fabian about the clutch moments but if a guy is a Kobe disciple if a guy is um somebody that has watched Kobe Bryant that has reverence for Kobe. You'll understand, Bean was never out on the perimeter playing with the rock, pounding the rock. He wasn't mellow. He wasn't T-Mac. He wasn't those guys that take five to eight seconds to get into their stuff. Bean wanted to get you to the short, to the, to the mid post, bread and butter, get to my spot and rise up over you at 6'6", six, 6'7". Six, six, Tatum is 6'10". Can see over every... Majority of the defenders that are guarding him, once he realizes, and I think he's finally realizing, realizing that, he can get to two spots on the floor and nobody can stop him. So I, I just wanted to make a comment on that conversation y'all was having uh about Tatum. Um and yes, there is parody in the league. It's been five different champions in the last five seasons. It's parody.
0: But OK, but in terms of that, OK, sure. But in turn, but what we were, I think I guess the latter part of that comment, that statement was there's no bad teams. There are. There certainly are. And we don't focus on the general managers and just front offices, front offices. We either not caring or just doing a bad job or this is the natural order of things. If you're going to have good teams, you're going to have to have bad teams. There will never be a natural parity. You're never gonna, even in the 90s, when they attempted to have one superstar on each team, it's not gonna work. It just wouldn't. Melo didn't take eight seconds to get his stuff going either, sir. Scan was <laughs> really what's going on? Um,
1: let's move on to the Cleveland Cavaliers. Wow,
2: just second
1: bad. seed, ladies and gentlemen. Let's see where we all had them for the season. By the way, Fabian, you were the only person that didn't have the Celtics first, you had the Knicks first. Um you did. And then was second? The Boston Celtics.
0: Come on, man. I'm right there.
1: Yeah. Very the close Celtics by there. the
0: way. The Celtic just two weeks ago, the Knicks were two. Celtics were first. I'm just saying right. I'm, I'm just saying.
1: No, absolutely. Can I jump? Off.
0: Can, I jump
2: okay. off, can I jump off Cleveland? Oh, you you, you showing where we had them?
1: Yeah. Um, well, I'm gonna show where we had them first. Okay. Uh, or go tell ahead, where ahead, we then. had them. Uh I had the Cavaliers finishing fourth. Flea had the Cavaliers finishing third. All ball had them third. And Fabian had them fifth. So all of us were pretty high on them. They're doing even better than all of us expected. Flea, you can kick us off.
2: Um... Um so I wanted to say about the Cleveland Cavaliers and it's probably not, I'm, you know, I'm probably not going to get a lot of support and that's fine. I'll stand on that Island by myself. We as a New York Knicks team need to be more concerned about the Cavs and stop thumping our chest about what we did in the playoffs last year. That was last year. We need to get over that good teams, like good teams come back and are better perform better. That team could have easily said, damn, We had such a great season. We came into the playoffs and and really got thumped and could go back and and really have no confidence, lack confidence, come back, you know, start the season off poorly or all that kind of stuff. They started off fairly average and then went on like winning 14 out of 16 or something like that, right? Uh, We need to be more concerned about them. They're a year older just like we're a year older. We've added pieces and things like that. Uh, they haven't made big additions, but the additions that they did make has helped them tremendously on the defensive end. I don't really care about, you know, what Donovan Mitchell is doing. Donovan Mitchell is a star in this league and he's been a star for, for, for a while now. So what he's doing is not surprising third in the league and scoring right now. Like he's been amazing this season. We need to be more concerned about this team. Um, Their coaching is not uh, highlighted enough. J.B. Bickerstaff is doing a hell of a job. Like, he needs to be highlighted more uh, on the job that he's doing, figuring that thing out. And they were able to maintain a level of winning, staying over five hundred, winning at a high clip, minus Mobley and minus Garland. Um, I think that's impressive, those being two two of the better players on that team. Um, And so... I'm not surprised by them, um, but I will be honest with you. As a Knicks fan, knowing that we may collide in the playoffs, I'm more concerned about them this year than I was last year.
0: Fabian, you got anything to rebuttal with that? No, he's. I think he's on, on point with that because if if we're going to be so gung-ho about our January, our month of January, which was like a record, Uh, amount of wins that we had as an organization 14 or 15 wins i forgot what it was since like that's the the highest amount of wins that we've had since 1994 something like that the cleveland cavaliers have been destructive um the number one thing that i pointed to that makes the most sense to me is pace the slowest the teams with the slowest pace in the league they're the ones that really lead the way um and I thought all oh, these last fifteen games, all oh, they finished higher than this. Actually, boy, was I wrong. So Cleveland isn't as good as I thought they were, pace wise. But that's that's their flaw. And the one guy that stands out, the two things that stand out, um, Mobley's three point shooting, a lot more selective. He's he's taking less than a three point shot per game, but he's hitting it at forty percent. So th- those are going to be like really crucial three point shots, right? But that means he's taking more two-point shots, which is as going going back to what Flee's saying, JB Bickerstaff. That's all JB Bickerstaff. Uh Jared Allen, you let Ben Simmons push you to the ground, but at least you pushed him. Jared Allen used to get pushed around by Joel Embiid. That was an automatic take Joel Embiid for the double double against Jared Allen. Because Jared Allen was soft. I thought, you know, you live you live and you learn, you could bet on Jared Allen getting 10 rebounds versus Joel Embiid. That was not the case. This season. He seems a lot more, has a lot more tenacity, and that, that's just that. And I think JB, watching the Cleveland games, to me, I'm, I got to be careful what I say because it's not about benching Darius Garland. It's about spelling those minutes with how do you sit him and allow Donovan Mitchell to run the starting lineup or whatever lineup it is because the guy that's going to scare me to, to death, to death, and I made this, this video, people think I'm, la- I'm crazy, the white Ray Allen, Sam Merrill, is getting on my damn nerves, he looks crazy. And what? maybe he's just a yes, don, maybe he's just don, a flash. Don, Stop him, Dime. Stop him. Please maybe Sam maybe Merrill. Ray maybe Allen. White Ray Allen. White yeah. Ray Allen. Maybe he's just a flash in the pan. It could be just that. But that's the thing that you need. The Steve Novak type. If you coach that up the right way, then you open things up. Remember, they didn't have that last season. The Cleveland Cavaliers did not have a three-point shooter that, that made us worry at all. Darius he is going on a broken nose or whatever it was. Donovan Mitchell still shoots way too many three-point shots, but if you have somebody on the court just like Jalen Brunson, totally different player when you have uh, Julius Randle out there, two or three jump three-point shooters out there with, with Jalen Brunson on the floor, he can operate way differently. Same thing for Donovan Mitchell. You can't crowd the paint on him if you have Sam Merrill out there. They don't have another Sam Merrill out there. It's Mobley who gets to sink out, and you have to worry about him, who can shoot forty percent from three right now. And Sam Merrill, there's nobody else that could do that on that team. Uh, Matt Struess, Matt, whatever his damn name is, you keep calling me like he's my cousin or something like that, flea. Twin, you're twin. Whatever, he's not. He's not on this level. He's not. I I said. I suggest you guys go watch some some of the 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 white the white Ray Allen. Better be watching your mouth.
2: He is the boogeyman. Isaac Okoro, Matt Struess. and 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 uh, uh what's my man uh George Niang not Niang uh what's my man Wade. that's uh, uh, Dean Wade
0: Dean Wade are you kidding Dean me Dean Wade
2: three guys three guys that are being put on the floor right now because all they want to do is play defense now yeah a a likes putting the ball up no 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 doubt about that but he's learned that the only way that I'm going to be In rotation and be a guy that could play for uh, JB Bickerstaff. I gotta defend. I gotta defend flat out. A a gift and a curse for that team was Garland going down. Like it was, it 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 sucks because he's an excellent player, all-star level type player for you. But it just reminded us that, hey, Donovan Mitchell as your best player, you know, good things can happen. Good things can happen. So, I I mean, to jump in before you, Dom. I just, he got off on his Sam Merrill or whatever that dude's name is, Sam Decker. You know, they all,
0: I love it. I love it. Dom, listen, you, you and Flea always doubt me. The visionary himself, bless you, always doubt me. Thank you. I was trying to be nice. Bless you. The red, beware of the redneck Ray Allen. He's coming (laughs) to get you. He's coming to get you. And I'm terrified of him. We're going to see at the end of the season. Hopefully we get healthy and we can combat this, but the redneck Ray Allen is not for play.
1: Well, the Cavaliers, what's impressed me is that Evan Mobley and Darius Garland missed a bunch of time, and they still were able to not only play well, but play really well, climbing up these standings. And I'm really disgusted at how little media, media attention they've gotten. They've been one of the hottest teams in the league. They beat my Clippers. And again, second straight year, their top two in defensive rating. Last year they were first, this year they're second. Jared Allen is having an even better year this year than last. He's been, you know, you could argue like on the brink of being an all-star. And, I mean, this year he's averaging 16 points, 11 rebounds, three assists, and he's shooting 65% from the field. That's pretty good. He's, he's a he block. protector. Block shots. I don't know where he's at on the list, but he's averaging 1.2. Evan Mobley, 1.5. And, by the way, Evan Mobley only missed three games last year. This season he's missed 23, and Darius Garland only missed 13 games last year. And this year he's missed 24. So both of them have been. Go ahead.
0: I'm I'm glad you brought that up. Can we stop Tim Duncan? Can we no? Can we stop the Tim Duncan KG comparisons now? Evan Mobley. Evan Mobley. No, I'm
3: I'm
2: not moving off that. Mobley absolutely potential to be Evan Garnett like type player. I'm not moving off that.
0: But but we're but with Matt because I cause I call Sam Merrill Redneck Ray Allen. You got some nerve. You compared this about, man. This
2: is his
1: third year oh. though now, Flea. He did he, he hasn't really improved much, has he? And
2: Sam Merrill? What kind of sample size have you seen from Sam Merrill that lets you know that first you could even say his same name with Jesus Shuttlesworth? Like how dare you? Sam Merrill?
0: Well, if you the it, uh, read between the lines Re- Utah somebody's
2: gonna somebody's gonna somebody's gonna screen record this and send it to him and he's probably mm-hmm. wrong I got where's where's Sam from you said Utah, Utah.
0: <laughs> yes read between the lines a poor man's Ray Allen a white poor man's Ray Allen redneck Ray Allen read between the lines I, I you didn't call Evan Mobley a poor man's Tim Duncan or a poor man's Kevin Garnett you called no. him a straight up c- and initially I got caught up in that too but enough is enough he's not that and defensively, he's definitely not that. He can help, he's a help defender, but they're not—they're not, they're not a, a number one. If he was anything like Kevin Garnett, Dom, come on now. If he's anything like Tim Duncan or Kevin Garnett, they're—they're going to be by far the best defensive team in the league. I think we lost fleet to the Gulag.
1: Well, Evan Mobley's stats are not really that different than last year. About sixteen points, ten rebounds, a block and a half a game. Uh I will say he's shooting forty-one percent from three this season, but. Compared to last year, 22%, but it's he's shooting 0.8 attempts per game. But I love Evan Mobley. I think he definitely is a great defender, and he's still a good player. Um, you just want to probably see him grow a little bit more. But the injury definitely hasn't helped. I think something that's underrated for this team is that Isaac Okoro has taken his three-point percentage from 36 to 39. Last year, you guys really made him shoot, and he shot 30% in that series, or 31%. He was a complete liability offensively. We'll see if that makes any difference. But it's another really good year defensively for the Cavs. Uh I think Struce, you know, averaging 12, 5, and 4, even though his efficiency is not that great, definitely helps. And just having more quality role players, because last year they didn't have that. And Donovan Mitchell is PPG is about the same. Shot attempts about the same, but he's averaging more rebounds, more assists, a tad less efficient. But I gotta give the Cavs credit, man. They've de- a year of continuity is definitely good. Let's see how high they finish. But this is definitely not something to sneeze at, man, as Flea would say. I mean, they've been really good. And Donovan Mitchell is definitely should be top five to 10 in the MVP uh, race. This is amazing what he's yeah, doing. Yeah. he yeah, Every yeah. year in the regular season. Yeah. But he, he's earned it this year.
0: The guys with the guys were missing and everything like that. But, um, I, the the Coral stat was amazing. I didn't realize he jumped 3%. And I want to know if the change, if that percentage changes with Darius Garland out there compared to, uh, the redneck, Gray Allen, he opens things up for them. And, um, yeah, I you're right. D Mitchell, He's earned some MVP talk, you know. What I mean, he's he's earned that, right?
1: Now let's talk about the Washington Wizards.
0: Hold on, hold on Don. Have, but let's, let can we talk about the Wizards and the Hornets? Like, and bunch Sure, them we, can, up, we, can, get we bodies, can put them out together.
1: They're they're both yeah. pretty garbage. But the Wizards, I think Bulal Kalabali is an interesting prospect. He has mm. athleticism, but for the most part, they're a disaster. Jordan Poole has been so unbelievably disappointing. I mean, I thought he would shoot 20 shots a game this year. He's shooting 14 shots a game. He's shooting 40% from the field, 30 from 3 and averaging 16 points. I don't even know what to say about him. The only thing I can say is Kuzma's getting off and Denny Avdi has taken a big leap this year. He's averaging 14, 7 and 4 and his efficiency is great. 52% from the field and 40 and a half from 3. But this team is awful. They just traded Daniel Gafford to Dallas. They got to build through the draft. I'm not too high on I mean, Kispert is what he is. He's a shooter. I mean, what else can I say? Johnny Davis doesn't look like he's much of an NBA player right now. I like Denny Avdia. He'll be a role player in the NBA. But yeah, that's all I got. They're a disaster. Jordan Poole, so disappointed in him.
0: Yeah, even fully healthy, the Wizards are garbage. Um, If you would have told – if I would – if you would have polled people two years ago who was better between Jordan Poole and Tyrese Halliburton, it might have been me by myself saying Halliburton is way better than him. Um, This is disappointing. There's no way you're gonna get 20 shots, you know, 20 more shots a game when you turn out to be this bad. The Hornets, though, Brandon Miller has to be talked about. Brandon Miller is sneaking into that third spot for Rookie of the Year so far. He's earned it. Um, Yeah, his injuries, of course. The injuries, of course. Fully healthy, the Hornets are a different story. They will be competitive. I've seen him. I've seen him compete against the Mavericks when um when Lamelo was out there and he was there for like that 10 game stretch or whatever it was. Um and of course, uh my guy. Mark uh damn what's the center's name? Not Mark center's. Williams. Mark Williams. Sneaky, good uh center. And they, they're just missing everybody, man. The Hornets are amazing. And we forgot to put put the Raptors into this group because
3: No, I think they, they deserve
1: a little bit more time. I mean, the Charlotte Hornets, Brendan Miller has been impressive, averaging 17 points a game. So, so far, it's looking like they made the right pick, 44%, 39 from three. LaMelo was actually having a great season, man, 24, 5, and 8. But then he got injured. That was really sad. And then they traded Terry Rozier. Miles Bridges is having a good season, but it's all the praise I'm going to give him. They just traded for Grant Williams. They traded Gordon Hayward. I mean, they're always in rebuild mode. I think they're one of the worst franchises in NBA history, personally. They're 29th in defensive rating, 27th in offensive rating. They're pretty trash, but with Lamelo, they're a different team. With Mark Williams, they're a different team. They're tanking. What what can I say about them?
0: I, I anyway, not, we gotta stop saying people are tanking. Mitch Kupchuk yeah. is leaving as a general manager. Also, um, they just, tank- they just what are
1: they doing? They are going for lottery balls at this point. They're not gonna compete for anything.
0: Yeah, but this is beyond. Yeah, you know what? You're right because they trade for Grant Williams, and you know he sucks, but or, or whatever they're he trading, is, he's like a mid guy not trying
1: to be good. Go, right. Trading Gordon right. Hayward, trading Terry Rozier, you're selling. You know, you're so. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. They they're garbage. Uh let's talk about the number 3 seed right now. And oh, this one's going to be spicy. Should we wait on these ones? I think we want to wait for the for the others on this one. We'll we'll, we'll save them for okay. a bit. Let's yeah. go for the number 12 seed right now. And that is the Toronto Raptors. They traded for your boy RJ Barrett. They went away from Siakam saying this year they're going to fully go all in on Scotty Barnes first let me ask you what have you thought about Scotty Barnes he had his breakout season now in year three he became an all- star he's really improved his jump shot thoughts on Scotty B
0: he's always just looked talented but there's for someone who's that super athletic and just he looks like a monster for someone of that size doesn't really fully have it together yet I um he's got the talent but he's not I don't think he's a franchise player I don't think he's that because if he was, we would we would just we would see way more with someone with that who's that talented. For me, in my opinion, um, but I would love to have him on the team. If he was on the Knicks right now, it would, you know, it would, would kind of hinder us too. Because how do you play him with uh you know a team that's trying to prep for a championship? He would have to play second or third fiddle, play with a second unit a lot of times, and he doesn't have that benefit. Um, he doesn't have that luxury in Toronto. They are entire there are that team is an entire second unit in itself, if that. So he he hasn't really been around winning, right? You got rid of Siakam, OJ Nanobi, all the guys who Fred Van Fleet, all these guys who had championship DNA. Um, Nick Nurse is gone. This guy's a first year coach, Darko. What do they really have to show him anything? You know, they RJ's coming from he, he might be battered coming from the Knicks. IQ, same thing. I don't really know what they're really doing. I mean, RJ's putting up phenomenal numbers. Don't get me wrong, but what is he really doing? Same thing with Scotty's talent. They're going to need a real one, a, in my opinion, I think Barnes could be a real all around dude, but he has to sooner than later realize that he needs to come up with. A, a special, a special, something to specialize in something. Three point shot post up something. Cause he, Yo, athletically, talent wise, he's just a monster, man. He's a monster, but he has to get his IQ together.
1: Yeah, I mean, he's having a career year, improved basically in every statistical category. The three balls, what's improved the most to me. Um, you're right about what you said. You know, they went a totally different direction. RJ's been really good as a, as a Raptor, though. His efficiency, I mean, 54% from the field that he's shooting as a Raptor in 19 games, 55 actually. The three so point shot went up. yeah, 37 yeah. percent from three right now. But you're right, they're going a different direction. Let's see how it goes. Emmanuel quickly, is well, over there, he's averaging 16 points as a Raptor. But yeah, going a different direction. Uh, now let's talk about oh, real quick, real quick. The IQ
0: IQ may have lost out on that contract that he wanted too, you Why know, you being say on that? Knicks, because he wanted the 20, the same thing that, that that uh, who got the 25 million? Is it Brogdon? I want to say Brogdon got the 25 million as a six man at a certain point, and Brogdon has six man six man of the year. Granted, if Brogdon goes to, goes to Portland. What do we really hear from him now? You know, it's a different dynamic to come off the bench, play with the second unit, and not expect it to be the one A guy. Now IQ kind of goes through the same thing as Brogdon goes from the Celtics um, playoff contender to the to the Portland Trailblazers dweller seller seller dweller, and and what happens? They act like it. So, is he better than Brogdon? I don't even know. And I I love IQ. If you, most Knicks fans fell in love with IQ. So, it's kind of like it sucks to see him not really elevate. But, you know, again, we won the
1: trade badly. Let's talk about the Brooklyn Nets right now, right in your, you know, neck of the woods. They were expected to be about a 500 team. Let's look at where we had them in our rankings. I remember being lower on them than the rest of you guys. I had them. Finishing eighth. Uh, Flea had them finishing sixth. All ball had them also finishing sixth. And Fabiano, you also had them finishing sixth. So I had them at the lowest. They were 15 and 15, and then everything started to fall apart. They've recently fired Jacques Vaughn. Mikhail Bridges has had about the year I expected, but I did think he was going to be an all star. And I think a lot of us were confident about that, and he hasn't. He's averaging 22 points a game, five rebounds, and four assists to go along with a steal. On 45% from the field and 37 from three. And so that's pretty good. That's about what you'd expect. I think just if Mikhail Bridges is your number one, you're probably going to be like a playing team at best. I was talking to my boy Caleb from the Brooklyn Netcast yesterday, and he was saying that defensively, he has not been the same. He's not great at guarding the point of attack because he gets bullied and he's gotten beat back door a lot. So it seems like with that added responsibility to be the number one guy, his defense has fallen off a bit. And then You know, Dorian Finney-Smith is still Dorian Finney-Smith. Cam Thomas is absolutely electric. Uh, Welcome back, Flea. And then, uh, so Cam Thomas this year has really gotten a chance and he's playing 30 minutes a night and he's averaging 21 points a game. He's pretty electric, but he also told me something that was a little bit interesting, and that was that Nick Claxton is not as good in the pick and roll defensively as he, as Nets fans thought he was. I think the best – to bring out Claxton's defensive specialties is that he can switch onto the perimeter. He can guard one through five, but I think they were resistant to do that when they had Spencer Dinwiddie, who apparently from his words was really dogging it the last couple of months as a net. He didn't want to be there. and He was just chucking, basically giving up and his defense was worse than Cam Thomas. And then you have Ben Simmons, who we talked about, if he can stay healthy, you know, all the defensive options this team has, he's only played 12 games at the back and he's actually looked a little bit better in the games that he's played. And then Cam Johnson is Cam Johnson. He's not much of a creator. Not He's a decent defender, but nothing crazy. They just got rid of Royce O'Neal. They brought in Dennis Schroeder, got rid of Spencer Dinwiddie. It's a very average team. Uh, I don't know how many games they're exactly behind the playing spot. But uh, just give me your thoughts on the Nets. And my last thing on them is we thought they were going to be one of the better defensive teams in the league. They're 21st right now. It's been a weird year for them. Kevin Ollie is going to be their interim head coach for the remainder of the season.
0: Yeah, but I I think being 21st, they're also, the rating is 118, 116. And that's pretty similar to the Mavericks, Golden State Warriors, and the Kings. All pretty much offensive teams, um, even though Golden State kind of fell off offensively. I still feel like um, the Nets, because they don't have enough offense, it hinders them on defense. Like it ruins – it's different if you get to – like Mikael Bridges, you get a knockdown guy. Like if Cam Thomas was way more efficient, it changes everything defensively because I think you get more energized, more excited to play defense. Not that, you know, you all of a sudden get the stamina to do all that because you score more points, but there is some, there some something with the offense – the more you know, your offense is your defense like they these teams are probably taking off offensively. They know we could take we could take the next three or four possessions going to be bad shots because they can't score on us. If you can't do that, then what? You know what I mean? So Cam Thomas is electric when he's on. He's more of a six man, though. He's a microwave kind of dude. Can't start. Can't, you know. Can't count on him every day in, day out. But he's the guy that all of a sudden will steal your heart from your chest, will take your heart from your chest. Can't He has that sort of ability, but he's not reliable. And he does anyone else on offense. And Mikael Bridges, you know, the rumors are there to go to the Knicks. It was uh, just reported today that Mikael Bridges and, and Spencer Dinwiddie basically hated Jock Vaughn's uh, approach to the game by right. by trying to center hit the game plan around Ben Simmons, which is nuts. Like you talk about unreliable. If if uh if Cam Thomas is unreliable, what the hell is Ben Simmons? And no disrespect to him and his situation. I heard everything in the books. All you Ben Simmons supporters, I get it. But it's just, it is what it is. He hasn't been on that court for whatever reason. And you can't rely on him. So the Nets, you know, they took a chance with this. Is again part of what happens with nobody wants to say this, trying to get the Kyrie and KD thing. They had a great thing going on before that. And they took a chance and they're not the Knicks, you know, you guys are more hornet than you are, Knicks. You know what I'm saying? So you got, you kind of got to recover from from that. You know what I'm saying? It, it's, it's tough for the, for, for the Nets.
3: Well,
2: real, real quick on the Nets, the, they just did the best thing ever in hiring Kevin Ollie. Like, Kevin Ollie. That's what they was, hired? Kevin Ollie should be, should have been an NBA head coach long before any, and respect to all the black head coaches in the league right now but Kevin Ollie is supposed to be one of those names and I'm glad that he is one of those names now. Uh, he's got the interim tag, so maybe they'll take it off depending on how it looks at the end of the season. But that is the best thing that they did. I ain't really got too much to say about their roster except the fact that I was wrong about Bridges. I thought Bridges would be, uh, an all-star level player this year. I think I told, I told to that. I think I told all y'all that, that, uh, Michael Bridges was supposed to take another leap, but, um, He's a good player. Um, it's, that's just a little bit, you know what I mean? Too much dip on your chip right now. There's too much dip on his chip right now for him to, you know, understand. He ain't. He's not on that level yet to carry a franchise, and they put him in that position to do that. Um, and so it didn't breed success. And Jock Vaughn has lost jobs before in short spans of time. So this is nothing new. Um, I, I don't think he was the... The, the guy for the job but i think they got they got a different voice in there um and they got a voice in there that is uh he's just a better coach
3: i, I think just think he's a better coach so shout out to kevin holly
1: uh the we wanted to wait OG, OG,
3: good to see you baby what up what up oh man always good to see my brothers what up flea don fate what's good
1: we we're waiting for what you all up? ball uh, i want to hear your opinion on this team this season the milwaukee bucks what do we got to say about them, guys? Let's see. We all had them second, every single one of us, except for Fabian. Fabian had them third. Giannis is putting up about the same kind of stats, but even more efficient. He's averaging like 64% of the field or something. Dame, a lot of it's been about Dame. They hired Glenn Rivers now, shocking coach firing of Adrian Griffin. He's
3: 3-7.
1: Glenn Rivers. Oh, man.
3: Doc Rivers, man, nigga, name. Whoa,
1: me. there's only one Doc in basketball, and he went to the University of Massachusetts Amherst. All ball, Milwaukee Bucks. Damian Lillard with help this time with a superstar. They're
3: in the third seed. Thoughts oh. on that? Okay, just real quick, they're the third seed, so we not far off from them being the second seed. Um, I was high on Dame Lillard going there. I don't want to make no excuses, but uh, he got a lot of personal problems going on off the court. You know, I don't want to get into that. But there's no excuse. I gotta give props to Flea. Flea been saying um it, it, it all depends on uh what's I got middleton. Flea been preaching that for a while. If Middleton is uh unhealthy, but for some reason, the Milwaukee thing, it seems like Brooke Lopez took a step back uh from playing defense. I don't know what happened. I don't know what's going on with my guy Bobby Portis. You know, my guy Bobby Schmerder Portis. So, you know, they older and then I didn't realize damn, I didn't realize how much of a loss Drew Holiday and what's my guy over there uh, in Phoenix?
2: Grayson Allen.
3: Yes. Uh, Losing those two? Wow. So I'm very disappointed. I'm not going to say very because they still in third place. But what makes them worse is acquiring Doc Rivers as a head coach. I don't think that helps. I don't want to kick a man when he's down. I'm not into that. So I ain't going to go too crazy. But I don't think that's a plus. I think that's a negative. So that on top of Dame Lillard not being Dame Lillard, and I have a problem with Dame Lillard showing up and showing out all-star weekend. But when it comes to, you know, so for me, I'm disappointed, but they still in third, the third seat. And I still think with that roster, like Flea said, if Chris Middleton can get healthy, I still think they're the second best team. Uh, I don't want to say in the NBA, but they definitely top five in the NBA, but they're the second best team in the East. So I don't, I don't, I'm going to leave it at this. This team is waiting for the playoffs. So I'm not going to panic. I want to see them in the playoffs. Okay.
1: I mean, a real, you got anything real, you have real, going,
0: No, I want to ask, I don't, I don't want to make it a Dane Lillard segment, but does he lose anything all time wise? Like they put him top 75, you know, it was always a, Ky- a Kyrie comparison with him. Does because remember Kyrie is still kind of Kyrie in Dallas right now? He's just it's just health. Does Dame in any one of your minds, for you, any one of you guys, does he get lowered in your rankings all time? Do you think differently of him because of what's going on in this, this season with the, with the Milwaukee
1: Bucks? Not I'm not gonna say that now, but if yeah, if they fail to meet reach expectations, I am gonna change my gonna, my opinion's gonna be a little different for sure. He's got no excuses. He's got no excuses that he averaged what 30 points last year was his highest scoring season of his career. He's still averaging 25, 4, and 7, but he's shooting 42% from the field and 34 from 3. 42% from the field in this era. And he's you know, a starter in the All Star game. And he won All Star MVP and three point shootout. But maybe this was to make a point because he's not playing that well. I mean, Giannis is still playing at an MVP level 31 11 and 6 with a steal and a block to go with it.
3: 62%.
1: I mean, the guy's been a beast. But I think what All Ball said is uh, very relevant. Last year, they were 12th in offensive rating but 5th in defense. This year, they're 5th in offense and 17th in defense. I think that starts when you replace Damon Malik Beasley. I'm sorry, Damon, uh, Drew Holiday and Grayson
3: Allen with Damon Malik Beasley. Makes a major difference. Quick question. When Griffin got fired, were they in the second place? Yes, they were. And since Doc, they dropped a spot down with the little loser streak they've been on.
1: Correct. 3-7 and with Glenn. Wow. Wow. Um. If I'm,
0: I three just and seen, seven?
3: yeah, three and seven. I, Two of them without Dame, but three and seven. Three. Yeah. I just, I just seen um a, a a clip right, and Giannis is very frustrated. I when I that. say, yeah, oh, okay, yeah. When I I, I, watched, say,
2: I I watched this whole interview with Malika
3: earlier. Man. Listen. Yeah. Go ahead. I'm listening to you. No, no. Just you know, just be brief. Um. If I'm Giannis, I'm getting the hell out of there. I did my job. I'm sorry. They they not listen. I'm sorry. What are you you talking about? They've given him whatever he wants. I don't know if this is what he
1: wanted. What is he? What? Did the players not want Adrian Griffin fired?
0: That's not what they want, Dom. What do they want? Giannis wants to come to New York City. That's what he wants, Dom. Hey, yeah. Hate to break it to you. They're going to listen. They keep telling you over and over again, and you guys don't pay attention. Joel Embiid, we don't want it, nothing to do with you. It's time for a Knicks moment. Knicks rehab, baby. The glasses are on. You need just you need your shades, Dom. What's wrong with so you? So
1: you're bro? wait, so just we're done. That was it on the Bucks.
0: No, no, no. I'm not done. I'm, it's part of the Bucks. No, I got the Bucks. Go ahead, babe. Yeah, the, the, the Bucks got what they wanted. You, I mean, you you got you fired the championship coach, and then you got rid of championship players in in Drew Holiday and Grayson Allen. Replace them with somebody who's not a champion. And for me, Dame Wheeler does lower. He confirms what he was for me because I didn't think he was Kyrie Irving. I never thought he was Kyrie Irving. And you you like what did he want to? Do? If he went to Miami, it, it'd be the same thing. it might probably be lower, you know, lower on the radar. But Sorry. he couldn't make up for it's all good. Like they're they're worried about running a pick and roll for Dame and you know Giannis. St- Giannis is the is the dominant personality on the court, off the court, he's being way too nice he's showing frustrations, passive aggressiveness that's Giannis' problem, he needs to go in, they keep comparing him to Shaq, you need to act more Shaq-like, Shaq would have called everybody out by now, Shaq would have called out everybody, Shaq but, was not, he was oh. passive aggressive but he would have called out Kobe called out Phil Jackson, called out the water boy Giannis needs to go do that right now because Dame ain't stepping up and you can't care about
3: his whatever's going on in his personal life I'm sorry you can't but,
0: it's business hold,
3: hold on hold on let me play devil's advocate please hold on flea i know you're about to jump in there two seconds they was in second place right let's not jump out the window They was in second place now dom i don't know if Giannis asked for four coaches in the last whatever little uh span of time and that's to me what he's really complaining about i don't know if, i don't know if Giannis asked for this i'm sorry I'm, I'm sorry, but my thing is this. I'm going to just leave it at this. I'll let Flea go. All this would be erased if they win the finals. But All this won't. will be erased. You know, but they're not and, going
2: and, and to. That's, and that's the direction I was going in, right? I wanted to start by saying, minus Kevin Durant, because we know Kevin Durant was dropped into Golden State, and it was seamless, right? How many superstars can we go back to and remember them being dropped into a new team, whether that's via trade, whether that's via free agency, whatever.
3: Teaming. Did he freeze? Yeah, I think so. Man, that's unfortunate. But
1: okay, now, I got you. can y'all hear me?
3: Yeah, 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 we got you. Can you hear yeah, me? we got you. Yeah, yeah. Okay.
2: I can hear you. No, I just said. We could talk about Doc and his coaching, and 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 you know, shine the light on 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 his history and all of that. That's that we could do. That he's earned that. But what I'm saying is, is this this could we could all have to come back here and retract what we're saying? You remember, you remember your shit, OG. Retract the retraction. Yes. Like we could. Yes. We could all come back here because we've seen things turn after an All Star break. We've seen things turn. When there's a little bit of turmoil, we've seen things turn. When there's like, oh god, okay, guys get settled into their role. Dame is a top seventy-five player, so it's like, all right, he should be—he's that great that he should fit seamless. But we remember the best player that Dame ever played next to was CJ McCollum.
3: It's the LaMarcus best he ever played next to Marcus Aldridge. Aldridge. No, like who? No, no, I'm, La- I'm laughing because La- I am I was going to say LaMarcus Aldridge.
2: Yes, yeah, he oh, is. Oh, LaMarcus, excuse me, my fault. LaMarcus or, 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 or CJ, my fault, Dom. I messed that up. And two, I know he hates But I'm just saying, those guys were the best guys he's played next to. He's playing next to a two-time MVP and a guy who's won a championship already. So as much as much criticism as Dame has earned, Giannis, lead us, man. Lead us. We need you to lead us, man. Well, show please. me. Show me to the promised land. Go ahead.
3: You, you, no, no. You made a great point. When LeBron went to Miami, the first year they didn't win, right? Even LeBron with the Lakers, the first year they didn't win. Let's not. Let's not be mistaken. Boston, ain't win yet, and they get them guys dropped over there, like, like, like FedEx. I right. don't know
2: how they. Okay, that's so, that's another option. That, that that Celtics team with Doc Rivers when they came together, they won no, immediately.
3: Right, like, no, like, no There's no. only a no. few. No, but flea, but I'm saying even now, I'm saying with the Boston Celtics Tatum and Brown tenure, I'm saying, remember, they had Kyrie now, they got uh, uh, uh they had everything. They had right? Everything. So, yeah. so for me, I don't want to make an excuse, I'm a big dame guy, and I was high on this on, on this move. But for me, guys like teams like Milwaukee, teams like the Clippers, I think they have players they just want to get to the playoffs now. Once again. If the Milwaukee Bucks don't win a championship or be competitive in the championship, this is a major failure. I'm talking about game six, seven, and it's going down to the wire or chip. Anything less than that, this is a failure, and I think is going to look real bad, especially if he don't play lights out. I think, I'm think i sorry. I think that, Flea's the first mistake was
1: saying that this team, that Damian Lillard was uh, a superstar. I've been telling you guys he's no longer a superstar. He's an all-star, and he's showing it this season. He is an all-star. He is not a superstar anymore. And this should not be that difficult of a fit. You're clearly allowed to be the second guy. You can run pick and rolls at Giannis as the screener, and it looks pretty good. I mean, what? I don't understand. Like, we're making too many excuses for this guy. He's not very interested in playing defense. Uh, I like Damian Lillard, but how many passes is he going to get? he got to perform this playoffs. And on the subject of Chris Middleton to end off, I can't speak on Lopez because I haven't watched his defense uh, consistently enough this year. I have, however, heard about Portis being kind of a, a black hole on offense, and that he can't play this five defensively, so all ball making, you know some decent points there. But I will say with Middleton, he only played 33 games last year, and this year he's already played 43. He's averaging 15, five and I'm sorry, 15 points, four rebounds, five assists on 49, 38, 83 shooting splits. It's
3: not enough. It's not so well. what do you think?
1: You got to average more. Should he shoot more shots? How many How many shots do you think uh, Chris Middleton should take per game all ball?
3: What is he at now? It, it, can you see what he's at now? Yeah, he's shooting 12 shots a game. Easily 16. He should be okay. averaging 20. He He'll should be more be aggressive. Averaging, yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay. yeah. I think, to be honest, it's a lot of it is the same thing uh, like with Anthony Davis with the Lakers. Who does Milwaukee have to make it easier for for Giannis to operate in the paint? Damian Why, Lillard, the pick, the pick and roll stuff. He's not he's not a passer. He's not gonna make it easier for Giannis to get the ball to Giannis in the right spot in the paint. The same I way you got them, it, Okay, hold on. It's the same guys on the Lakers. These guys want to ball hog, shoot, chuck, and do all that other stuff, but they're not setting it up for Anthony Davis to go in the paint and, and operate. He just was there with Akima Olajuwon for what reason? I, I've been telling you guys all year long. I haven't seen Giannis look this good ever in my life in the, in the, I, in the paint. I gotta. I, so, I, I, I,
3: go, I'm sorry, go ahead. I'm sorry.
0: Nah, if you if you don't Dame Lillard, okay. So now they're gonna they're confused on. I really believe they're confused on trying to cater to Dame, and they should not be catering to him.
3: You should always cater to your number one guy first. Then everything will, else will fall in place. You let me ask y'all a question, and this is not justifying or making no excuse. But they have two alphas over there. They have two number one guys, and if you don't have the culture or the coach, meaning like you see how that Steph Curry's team. But when Kevin Durant came over there, it was understood. I'm not saying Dame Lillard is Kevin Durant, but Fade, they have to figure that out. They like, like this, this, did Wait, well, you know, we can always respectfully disagree. That's why I love y'all like brothers because we don't never agree on anything, and that's what makes us great. But if they don't figure this out they can lose in the first round because once again you have a coach that can't figure jack out so i they, they have a major problem and um i don't know if dame lillard is able to take a back seat i'm, I'm just being honest with you i don't think I, so
0: I, I think for you to, to say that and then learning what we learned and, and draymond still saying the same thing that he said repeating what he said four years ago whenever it was when, when kd was there Letting him know this is not your team. This goal ends, starts and begins and ends with Steph Curry. This in Milwaukee starts and ends with Giannis. He's the number one person. Bro, Dame Lillard is in, in nowhere near. When, when was the last time he was in an MVP conversation? Giannis is year in, year out in an MVP conversation. This shouldn't even be close. If Dan Lillard thinks he's on the same level as Giannis, he's out of his mind and his ego is out of control. And if, if And maybe you're right. Maybe they do think that way. Maybe the Bucks think that way, and that's the problem. You guys, at some point, you gotta give up on that idea. Dom.
3: What Fabian just said about Draymond Green. You can't court someone and then tell them it's not about them. I don't care what Draymond Green says after the fact or in that moment against the Clippers. Y'all went up there and basically begged Kevin Durant to come to come to y'all. So you can't tell me for those two championships. He wasn't the guy,
0: but, but that's not even the point. The point is, is that you, you quoted him to come there. And now right. while he's there, we're all seeing Steph Curry is still the way the offense is ran through KD. Yes. You make it easier for, for Steph Curry and everything, but you're still not the guy. We base the offense around same thing with, with, with Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. If we got it twisted and oh, so you're telling me Dame got it twisted and they haven't even won. At least KD can say, yo, we won
3: two with me. No, we were unstoppable. It ain't, it ain't that damn got it twisted. If if you if if your whole career you've been that guy, this is the thing I say about LeBron when y'all say pass the torch. If it's if it's in your bloodstream, if you've been the guy your whole life, it's hard to not be the guy. To me, it's not intentional, but it's hard for Dame Lillard or any of these superstars to go somewhere. I don't care how many rings Giannis got. Some guys have that makeup like an AI. You my equal. I don't care what you got. I don't care about your accolades. So I'm saying it's nothing wrong with that. To me, that's where coaching comes into play. That's where culture. That's why uh what Golden State did was so legendary. Even going before Kevin Durant with Iguodala. When the coach sat him down. Hey, remember, people can say what they want. Iggy was that dude. And Philly ended it. Did. He was that dude. Came over. And Coach told him, hey, I need you to come off the bench. And it just changed the whole dynamic of the Golden State culture. Then when Kevin Durant comes there, we know Steph Curry's the guy. But you know what we're going to do? It's bigger than basketball. We want to win. Here you go, KD. Take us home. I'm not saying Dame Lillard is Kevin Durant. I'm just saying, when you've been that guy forever. Remember, him and Giannis probably butting heads. It's it's difficult, man. They got to figure that out. Col- so we're saying triple. We're
0: saying the same thing then, old boy. Can y'all hear me? We're saying the same. Yeah, we can, I'm sorry, Flea. We're saying the same thing. I just want to finish that up. We're saying the same thing. It's just that it's not gonna work because what there is no system. The the system around Giannis is not as easy as it is as easy to, to fit around Steph. It's not. It, it would be harder for Dame to turn into a pass-first guard all of a sudden and feed Giannis the ball. He's Like you said, that's not in him. That's not in his DNA. That's not who he is. And the, the Bucks messed up by ever thinking that that was it. They made a huge mistake. To, like that,
3: We both agree.
2: It's up well, top. We'll
3: see, we'll see about that. But hold on. Flea was going to say
2: something. I, I just wanted to say something about the Bucks, and we can move on. It's not even about the players and all of that stuff, but uh OG was talking about culture. And for me i just think culture is something that organically happens it just is organic man you get a group of guys together and this the right coach it's just the right mix of stuff right there's a reason why all 30 nba teams don't have great culture like it's a reason why it's not that, that just because you're a professional doesn't mean you just walk through the doors and oh, this is going to be a great culture because we're all pros and we got drafted, we made the NBA, he's a professional coach, so we, it's, it's seamless. Every team is not like that. So Milwaukee got stuff to figure out. It's just I don't think they got the right mix around those two guys. Losing, losing shooting like Grayson Allen. Grayson Allen's the only guy shooting 50-40-90 in the league right now. How much could they use that right now? Just in terms of freeing up and getting yeah. guys, you know, in different spots. Uh, you made a point. And the last thing I got to say about them, Chris Middleton. When Chris Middleton wakes up, when Chris Middleton feels a little youthful again, maybe things look different, but, you know, we acting like these two all-star level players, and they got a superstar level player over there, is, is just supposed to make, make everything go away. And, their flaws are are glaring right now,
1: and well, I'll tell you one, one thing. I'm gonna end it with this: they're not gonna win the championship because they got Glenn Rivers, and that's signed their own death warrant right there. So, um, I think we here's how we do it: I think we do one last team, and then we do the latest topics, and then we'll end with the last uh, five or six. How's that sound, Fabian?
2: I'm cool with that.
1: I'm cool All right, because the last one is yeah. for this for right now, the New York Knicks. <laughs> so, I mean, we talk about them every week, but uh, I guess. Let's put it this way, guys. Uh, it's been a very good season so far. Made the trade for OG Ananobi, one of the hottest teams in the league. Lost Mitchell Robinson, but now they're saying he could come back towards the end of the season, right?
3: Don't give That's me a the
1: line. So they say. And then Julius Randle and OG have been out, so it's been a tough last couple of games before the All Star break. But Jalen Brunson has built off of what a great year he had last year, and has been, you know, right there in the top five or six MVP power rankings. Thoughts on you guys right now and your placement as far as our predictions. Uh, I had the Knicks finishing fifth, Lee had the Knicks finishing fourth. That's what they're in right now. All ball had the Knicks also finishing fourth. That's what they're at right now. Fabian had them first. Uh, who wants to take the Knicks first?
3: <laughs> you gotta love it, man. He got he, he to got, go first. He, he gotta got to go first. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, the Knicks have grabbed fifty-three point one percent of available rebounds. That's the highest mark in the last seven seasons of any team. Um, they're the only team that ranks in the top five in both offensive and defensive rebounding. That's my number one. Uh,
1: and their both and their top ten in offense and defensive rating, ninth in both. Yes, sir.
0: They still in top ten defensive rating. Well, we just creeped up there because of the la- because of January, of course. I mean, uh, that's the obvious. OG, we are missing OG and Ob, Julius Randall, Mitchell Robinson, badly, badly, badly. Um, all ball, damn near not him personally ruined my day but with the news of Julius Randall might not come back by the end of the season. I never would have thought during his damn tenure I would have ever said I'm looking forward to Julius Randall coming back. But here I am, I'm looking forward to Julius Randall coming back at some point in time. We're missing him. Jalen Brunson definitely misses him. Makes makes it, makes his life easier. His three point shot, his three point percentage is going down. Um, I don't see anything good. Like they're gonna get burnt the hell out without them guys out there, man. Uh, Precious Achua to Flea's point. He, Flea is the only person that, that comments on the NBA I've ever spoken to, ever heard from that had that said Precious Achua is not just a throw-in. I've heard Facts. other people say it, but Flea was adamant about it. Facts. And he that this is a fact. So, you know, it's health, 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 man. I don't want, we all have the same concerns, Tibbs. Do not run them to the ground. We might come see you at the Garden, all of us together. Um, But that's what it is, It's the health. And because with, with healthy, I think we all agree, is championship uh or
2: bust no not championship or bust you just had
3: to say that just to get off all right <laughs> you, wanna you, wanna go, you want to go you want to go og yeah i mean well, well, whoa, whoa flea you know you know i'm always going to respectfully disagree with you my brother i think with, i think with the with the uh the moves we made us being the third best team in the east with you know of course joel and b you know going down which we we don't wish that on anybody I'm not i uh, I'm not sold on the Cleveland Cavaliers. That's great. Remember they regular season teams. I, I'm not. I'm not sold on them. So for me, you know, you got Boston, Milwaukee. Then you got us. So I do think if we're healthy, that's championship. Um, or I'm not going to say or bust, but I do think you know we have a great opportunity to get there. Um, I thought we was going to be in the fourth seed again, even without the moves. Uh. But now with OG, but what listen man, I'm, I'm I'm so flabbergasted right now because we got we got injuries at the wrong time, flea, fade, dom like it, it couldn't like a domino effect. It's like what? And then what make it crazy is look how bad Milwaukee is playing and B goes down for Philly. So it's like taking
2: advantage of this moment. Yeah. And
3: yeah. then literally three starters get hurt an all-star, a potential defensive player of the year, and both of our big men. Because Hartenstein been out the lineup, in and out. And then now, you have hard, like, everybody got nagging injuries. Steven Chinzo, even Bogdan. Like, so for me, um, as a as a Dalhard Knicks fan, I'm not going to panic, even though y'all know I'm a panicker. I just want us to be patient. I really think we have a solid crew. The only thing is, you got to strike when the iron is hot. Let's say by next year, what what if, you know, Indiana make another move? Orlando gets better. You get what I'm saying? Embiid is back in Philly. So Dame and them get it together. So, you know, right now it's like, damn, we had a real opportunity to, like, really make something happen. Let's see by the end of the season. But uh, with Tibbs running the guys on the ground, listen, man, y'all dudes is young. Play ball, man. I'm sorry. I'm not, none of them dudes is 30-plus. Like I said, I get Brunson running him into the ground because he's a small guard. But all y'all other dudes, listen, man, y'all guys is in y'all 20s. This is what it is. We got 30 games left. And we can split this thing in half. We even go 18-12 or something like that. But uh, I'm, I'm very, I'm hurt. I'm hurt because, Lee, I really think, listen, man, we was on fire, bro. We was on fire. And even if, and I'm going to leave it at this, even if OG could have stayed, and then maybe we get real new at the end of the season. I think we would have been good. But for OG to go down at the same time, all oh, that hurt. So, y'all had us fourth and you know at one time we was the third seed and we was getting up there. So, amen, Knicks fans, just be patient. Please, be patient. Biggest
2: uh biggest advantage I think we have is that we have we have an identity. Like we know who we are. We know how we're going to approach things defensively. We know how we approach things offensively, no matter who's in the game. With the roster that we have now, we know exactly how we are attacking teams night in and night out. So I like that. That that makes me feel good. What doesn't make me feel good is that I don't think we have enough good good players to where we get everybody healthy in a – at the end of March, early April, that that's okay for us to, like, scratch and claw our way into the, into the playoffs and then figure out chemistry. I it, it, The team that we have is important for guys to stay healthy. Injuries happen, I get it. But the stroke of bad luck that we just had right now, tell me another team that's, that's hurt like us. Tell me another team that is missing the type of guys the important level guys that, that we're missing not not many other teams are missing you know vital pieces tell me another team that's missing their best wing defender right now tell me a, another team that's missing their power forward you know that their all-star level all-nba power forward tell me a team who's missing you know the best offensive rebound in the game like we have three pieces that fit perfectly but if they're not there, we're screwed in a moment. Like, say what we want about Jalen Brunson, hell of a player, as we can see, He was recognized as an All Star. Just continues to get better and better. But can he carry us with a mediocre roster? That's what we have now. With, with with the with the injuries right now, our roster is just flat out mediocre. So all the I'm you know I love all my Knicks fans, but all the Knicks haters. Please understand, this ain't the same song and dance. This ain't going into the playoffs and, you know, fully healthy and then laying the egg in the playoffs. So this this is not the same type of Knicks culture, you know, we've been using that word. This is not the same. This is different. This is different. And this is why I don't think OG is panicking. That's why I don't think Fabian is falling, or falling off the bandwagon. And this is why I'm staying loyal because we could see, Like yo, we got something, Mm
3: -hmm. we got
2: something. You know, I don't know what it is yet, but it's something good. So, like you said to end off, uh, Nick's faith will be patient. Um, If I was being realistic, I, I would not expect too much from us going into this playoffs. Only because of the timing of things, it's just the timing. I'm not talking about what we have, just the timing of things. I would not expect us to do too much. In the playoffs, be very different. I don't even expect us that gentleman sweep that we had against Cleveland last year. That would be hard for us to do with the amount of injuries that we have, go, you know, potentially going into the playoffs. So, um love my team, love our team, but th- that injury bug really bit us, and that shit bit us, you know, like a pit bull, not like a little nap. That shit bit us.
0: I-, I haven't heard anyone put it like that though, Flea. The Knicks what? lost. Do they lost their identity with all the injuries and nobody in the league can say that with injuries. The only other team that lost their identity, we just covered them, the bucks but that was through trade. That was through We trade. lost our identity through injuries. Mm-hmm. And everybody keeps pointing to the fact that we were under 500 against these teams that are above 500, but when we got OG during our run, we beat, we beat uh, the Rockets twice. Minnesota, Minnesota, Minnesota Philly, Philly blew out Philly. Blew out Denver.
2: Dom, if you if you could, or Fabi, if you could, one of you guys um, that has the the computer in front of y'all, I was just taking a look at the uh, the schedule, upcoming schedule, like next ten games, maybe next fifteen games. This is probably the most brutal, like stretch of this. Ne- so to go back to what OG was saying, like. Before the All-Star break is when we should have been taking advantage of the Embiid injury, of the struggles that Milwaukee is having, you know, of all the, you know, the bottomed out teams that just, you know, are just going to be there. Cleveland is still still not fully healthy yet. Like, that injury bug hit us right when we should have been taking advantage. If y'all take a look at what we have upcoming, man. Like, I think we play Philly three times. We play Boston once. We play Golden State once.
3: Orlando. Uh, yeah. o- Ola-
2: we play all teams that are above five. All winning teams. Let me just say that. All winning teams in the next 10 to 15 games. And this is a brutal schedule. You know, two weeks from now, y'all, three weeks from now, and y'all know I try to be realistic, but OG, I know. Oh, like, three weeks from now, we could be talking Knicks playing. Like I, oh. I you know what I'm saying
0: like. It's well, just, I wanna. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'll let I'll pat I'll let Dime see what we can. You know, he's gonna be an empathetic. Uh, Clippers guy, right? And from the outside looking in, but it feels storybook like, where we need to overcome the injuries to win a championship, because we saw for me the potential their championship squad fully healthy, but we can say that about you know people say the Clippers are a championship squad fully healthy. Denver, same thing. They've said that before. So we were able to say that at a certain point. But now with these injuries, it's going to feel like a fairy tale a little bit for them. We got a hope. There's a lot of hope that we have to do right now. Randall has to come back for this to happen.
2: Fabian, Fabian, Obo, last question and then let's, 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 let's move on. Dom looks like he's nauseated right now. So now with the Knicks talk, talk. <laughs> I, I, I,
1: I'm not, not with talking about the Knicks, but what Fabian <laughs> is saying.
2: Yeah. Well, what I say? Oh, before you address. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, because go I got a question. Go ahead, Don.
1: You're not a championship team yet. Like, you're oh, not.
2: Okay. Go Please go ahead, I'm sorry. You're I'm a conference it. finals team at best. Uh, I have a question, because the storybook and the, and all of that had me thinking, and I just want to ask my <laughs> – <Okay. laughs> <laughs> G. Faye, let me ask you a serious question. Which team was better? This – 2024 New York Knicks team or the '99 team? Which team was better? This season,
0: huh? This this season, this
2: '23 team was better than that '99
0: team. Yeah, there there is no OG and Obi '99, zero. Marcus, none crazy. of that. He ain't no damn OG and OB. What? Marcus can't be with. Marcus Camby was not Defensive Player of the Year. Guarding your big man. Guarding your top playing guard.
2: Hold on. I don't want to embarrass you, but Marcus Camby is a Defensive Player of the Year. That's number one. Number 90 two. he was? Not 99, but in his career. Okay. UMass, U-Mass
1: Minute Man, Marcus Camby. Thank you.
2: <laughs> Yo, he, he'll shout out. He's going to shout out UMass any chance he can. His I'll people.
1: It, no. His people. His people. We don't have that many NBA players, so of course. I-
2: <clears throat> So, okay, you said the 99
3: team. OG? Oh, you this said year. this what, year. What's, the, what, what's that starting file? 99. Char- Charlie Ward.
2: <laughs> Allen Houston. Spreewell. Larry Johnson. Marcus Candy. That's the final start. Not bad, time. honestly. That's who started yes, the finals. Is. Yes, it
3: is. That's Larry not Johnson. Bad. I thought it was worse. No, no, no. no, no, no I, and that's, I after that. Pat, that's after Pat got hurt. Right. And, and, and what, what's the two, three guys coming off the bench? Oh Jesus Christ. So here we go. Chris Childs. Chris Dudley. Just stay right there. Stay, don't don't don't. <laughs> Listen, I did that on purpose. Do not say <laughs> anything. Listen. I will lay the This year is better. Okay. Um, because of course, you know, it that that's it's it's not like it was grandma Ma LJ. Right. Like I said, you know, spree you know, Spree well
2: Three, well and
3: yeah, 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 yeah like, yes, player. yes, yes. But
2: you know, um,
3: I think this, I think this season, Knicks is a better team, much deeper team. Like, remember, this team can go nine, ten deep at right. times, right? Um, and I think a lot of those. See, our problem with the Knicks. That's why right now we so high on the Knicks as fans. We usually get guys when their careers is like kind of dwindling down. So of course Allen Houston was still good, but Speedwell, Larry Johnson, can't them guys. And then, like I said, with Chris Chad, yeah, fair, I'm gonna go with this. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go with this season here. This season? Because, okay. because you gotta remember, we have two all-stars. We have an all NBA third, and we have a potential defensive player of the year. And like I said, at times Tipsy can go nine ten deep into that bench. to be. So to me- Go ahead, I'm sorry. No, I'm just
2: saying, to be fair to that 99 team, that was the lockout year, 50, 50 games, and we was the eighth seed. So, yeah, and we had injuries, right? Like, we, we crawled into the playoffs and then got hot. So, I brought up that team because that's something that could potentially happen with this team. You know, find our way into the playoffs and then get hot and we see where we go from there. So that's why
3: I fucked him up. No, nah, no, nah, hey,
0: you, you clean that up really nicely, Flea. Oh my god. That you talking I mean, about I'm a spinner. No, 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 no. You all the them glasses, they give
3: you spinning powers that I've never seen. That before. was
2: my purpose. You know I have a purpose for
3: everything. <laughs> can, can, hey, can I ask Dom something before we move on? Uh oh.
2: Because
3: Dom said that very aggressive. <laughs> right? He didn't like it. Right. And he does that a lot, right? So, Dom, you telling me uh that spin of us being on fire getting OG. If Randall doesn't get hurt and OG doesn't get hurt and then we acquire uh, Burks and Bogdanovich, we're not a championship team? No. Okay. Even with the loss of Embiid with Philadelphia and with the problems in Milwaukee. You'll just have a, you have a better chance of making
1: the conference finals and you'll finish one seed higher than I thought you would. So now you're going to be the fourth seed instead of the five seed because Philly will probably be the five seed.
3: I told you I agree with Becky. Until I see evidence, this, no. This doesn't see. This doesn't have nothing to do with Becky. This has nothing no, does, to do with that's Brunson. why I don't
1: think you're a championship team because I think number your number one is six three. You're not gonna win. So our oh,
3: so roster won. constructed right now was not championship. Correct. I think Brunson has okay. to be number two. Okay. No problem. No problem. No Wait, problem. Kyrie Irving. That's
1: nothing bad though.
0: No. Hold on. So so we're number four with a, with a force in your book. We're number four solidified and a conference finalist.
1: Potential at the highest. That's the ceiling.
0: Well, oh, that's their cap. Okay. All right, yeah, I That's
3: my thing. That that but sense. if
1: Brunson's the yeah. number two,
3: Randall's number three,
1: you get a better number one.
3: See, they, look, they, 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 lucky, they lucky we got these injuries, boy. Listen, because was none of this talk when we was on fire. Oh the- yes, it was. Well, I've been well, yeah, it was.
2: It was nah, I've, I've been consistent on, all
3: year about this. Yeah,
2: yeah. It's, it, it's been it's been a lot of hate. I'm gonna call it hate, but it's just been a lot of eh, maybe, maybe even right. Flea, hold on, even even
0: flea just converted to a to a superstar bandwagon. Dom, Dom is the one. I'm not gonna lie. He's he's with Becky over there. It's gonna be a real lonely place to be. Dom, get ready.
1: Deserted. That means you're gonna get to the championship.
0: Get ready.
2: It's gonna be deserted over there. Or win it. Yo, Hmm? how like eerie would it be? Knicks, Clippers in the damn finals. Like that would
1: we'd win for sure because our best player is Kawhi Leonard. Your best player is Brunson. (laughs)
3: I just, said
2: be be, our, I just said it. Our second and
1: third best player. Our second and third best player is better than your fourth uh, and your second. Best. J- I'll take James Harden over Randu. I'm taking
0: Julius Randle over Podcast P any day of the week. Get out of here with your squad. We will Hell smoke. No, the not people. in the
1: playoff setting. Julius Randle can't even touch Paul George in the playoffs. <laughs> not even touch him with a 10 foot pull. Oh, I would love to play topic. the next finals because then it would be the biggest stage to watch us lift the trophy for the first time. And I like the Knicks, but this team is not championship because a six three guy, it's your clear cut best score like that. It's not gonna lead you to a chip unless the name is Steph Curry. All right, should we talk about the hottest topics in the league? So we can talk about that Knicks bull, stuff all
0: day. long. Bull. I mean, come on now, Nah,
3: you Hey man, we
0: be, be the best. We be the best of the best.
3: Listen, man, you know we we know what's hot. I, I want to get. I want to get y'all opinion. Y'all would win for or, sure, I No. I don't know about for yeah. sure. That's why You see, Flea, you see, I, I, I glorified for sure, that over that and was going Denver. right to the next topic. I ain't even paying that no mind. Listen, Clippers is dirt just like us. Ain't been no win just like us. So they no. automatically think they going to do this and do that. Y'all ain't been no finals neither. I've yeah, been to one conference finals in what 40 years. I'm not comparing the Knicks to the Clippers all the time. <laughs> Knicks are better than the Clippers all the time. No, 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 I'm just saying. So sometimes when you know you say with a lot of mm, like you know, I'm just because we have Kawhi now and you don't have a player have, of that caliber. You have and we, are, and, and we still all in the same boat, brother.
1: We <laughs> we no, all I, I guarantee we, you, the average listen. population, the average NBA fan right now that's paying
3: attention takes us more seriously to win the
1: championship, as you than you guys.
3: You could take us serious or not. Y'all in the same boat. We all sitting at the same blackjack table. <laughs> I'm we, sorry. Period. We all roll in the
0: same canoe. <laughs> yep. Right next to each other. Like, yeah. hey,
3: what's going on, brother? Yeah.
1: I'm what sorry. What championship Kawhi? DNA do you have? On, what championship DNA is on that roster? Kawhi oh, Leonard is one of the is a two-time champion.
3: Seriously. Not with the,
1: oh, damn, okay, no, with the Clippers. So
3: what? Is he still, right.
1: still a human being?
3: As can great I, as he is. Can you hear me? Yeah. yeah. Cool. As great as he is, the Clippers is in the same boat as the Knicks. So okay. until until any of us get over that hump. You'd get to the finals and see the Knicks start
2: licking your chops and be very disappointed, Dom. Oh
0: my God. Yo, shout, shout out to Golden Knight merch, man. Showing a GK. lot of love on Twitter. I appreciate you. Oh, man, you. big shout
2: out, big shout I don't out. Know if, I don't know if Clippers
0: and Knicks would win, but Lakers winning it at all. Golden Knight merch. Listen, mm-hmm. we ain't trying to start. We ain't trying to let hell freeze over all of a sudden. Chill out.
1: Guys, we're talking Please. Philadelphia 76ers now. So for the remainder, we're going to finish up talking about all the East teams. Remember, these are all going to be time-stamped, so you'll have all the info from me. Let's talk Philadelphia 76ers. So they've had a weird season. Obviously, they traded James Harden, and they got Nicholas Batum, Robert Covington, and Mook. So the thing about Mook is he's played in 37 games. He's averaging seven points. His three-point percentage is up to 40 this year, but he's no good. He's old and whatever. They had Patrick Beverly, traded him to Milwaukee, got Buddy Healed now who's averaging 22 points in four games as a sixer to go along with seven and a half assists, which is insane. Obviously, I think those numbers are going to drop, but having Buddy healed is definitely a solid pickup. Now, D'Anthony Melton's averaging double-figure points this year, 12 points, but he's only shooting 39%, so that's something to watch. Kelly Oubre got off to a great start to the season. He's also averaging double-figure points with 14 a game, um, but his three-point percentage at just 32 and then you have a guy like Rocco, who's only played 26 games this year. That's pretty tough. You know, Robert Covington is somebody who, you know, we were expecting as Clipper fans to contribute big time this season, hopefully. But he ended up getting traded for James Harden. And maybe, you know, we got away with a, a bullet there. We dodged a bullet because he hasn't been healthy again. And then you got Nico, who hasn't been healthy either. He's played 31 games out of a possible 54. He missed 23 games. That would have been very problematic. So as good as Nico has been, and he has been good when he's played, you know, averaging only six points, but he's shooting 53% from the field and 47 from three. He started in 27 games. He's worked his way into that starting lineup. He's been pretty good, but the injuries have been tough. And then the real topic of conversation is that Joel Embiid was just insane before he got hurt, just completely insane, averaging 35 points a game. He had a 70-point game uh, to go along with 11 rebounds and six assists on the season, shooting 53% and 37 from three. The guy was playing at another insane level, and I was saying that you got Harden out of the mix. You got Glenn Rivers out of the mix. You're letting Tyrese Maxey flourish, and now he's been an all-star for the first time. He's averaging 26-4-6 on 45% from the field and 38 from three. The guy is averaging 26 points at that size. You know, he's got an amazing first step, great three ball. Now he's improving in his passing. He's been amazing. The thing is, and they have a new coach in Nick Nurse, who's I think used Joel Embiid in similar ways to Jokic now in the high post with guys cutting off of him, which is great. Instead of just throwing it to Embiid and having a stagnant offense or just running a high pick and roll with James Harden. But... The Sixers, I was really saying that they're going to go to the conference finals if they can avoid Boston in that second round, but then the injury news to Embiid. It's just super unfortunate, and I think now they're going to be in real trouble. Tobias Harris is averaging his typical 18 points, 51% from the field, but they're just in a really tough spot now, and I don't know, man. I think Embiid, he tore his meniscus, so he's probably going to be out for the season. I know there's still a chance he could come back, but. You know, they got Kyle Lowry now. We'll see how that works out. Uh, I was high on the Sixers. I had them finishing third. And they looked like they were going to finish third. Or maybe even second. But now, we'll just see about that. Without Embiid, there's no chance, really, at all. But, yeah, so sorry, Sixers fans. I think, you know, even though the return for the Harden trade is looking like a loss right now, I think if those guys were fully healthy, mainly Robert Covington and Nicholas Batum, they'd really help the team, complimentary-wise. But, yeah, I think that the Sixers... They're in a really tough spot now. Let's talk about the Atlanta Hawks, who sit in the 10th spot right now. And to be honest, I'm pretty disappointed in them. I had them finishing 7th before the season. And yeah, they've been really disappointing. And a big reason is they still really can't guard anybody. Their defense is atrocious. When you watch them play this year, they've had a ton of games that are just insanely high scoring. They were involved in that game with Indiana earlier this year. They allowed Luka Doncic to drop 73 points on them. They're really bad uh, in terms of that end of the floor. But I will say having Jalen Johnson miss games really hurt them in the season. He missed 14 games, and they really struggled without him. They were hovering around these playing spots, maybe even a little bit lower for the longest time, and then now they've broken back into that 10th spot. But I have to say, Trey Young, he's having a pretty underrated season. Uh, He was not even going to make the All-Star team, and then they used him as a replacement but he's averaging 27 and 11 this season, 27 and 11. And he's only missed uh, five games on the year. So Trey young, he's playing really well. The thing is, you know, 43% from the field is what he shoots. That's still pretty bad, especially for this era. He does shoot 37% from three though, but nine of his 19 shot attempts are threes per game. So he shoots a lot of threes. He's not the most efficient player in the world. Um, But his true shooting percentage is probably not bad because he shoots 86% from the line. I just think he shoots a lot of threes. And and in my opinion, a Trey Young-led team, they reached their ceiling to me in the conference finals in 2021. I think Trey Young slowly but surely is going to have to start having the mindset that I got to be a number two if I want to win a championship. I mean, they did put DeJounte Murray around him. And it hasn't necessarily been a great fit because he's not great off the ball. You know, he needs the ball to be effective. And then the biggest thing is what I've heard this year is that defensively he's fallen off. He's not a bad defender, but he's not playing that good point of attack defense we saw last year in the playoffs. Uh, He's averaging 21 points a game, five rebounds, five assists and a steal. So his numbers look exactly like kind of how they were last year. Forty six percent from the field and thirty six from three. So not even that bad compared to last year. He shot thirty four percent from three. So technically he's higher in points per game. Uh, He's lower in assists per game and a tad lower in rebounds. Efficiency about the same. 0.1% difference in the field goal. But as I said, three-point a little bit higher. But it seems like he's not played as good a defense. And then A.J. Griffin, he's had a whole lot of issues behind the scenes this year. Only played in 18 games. I thought he'd be somebody that could give him some some lift as a young player. And it hasn't really happened. Uh, And then DeAndre Hunter, you know, he continues – to struggle with injuries throughout his career. Um, and he is, this season has been no different. He's missed 24 games, DeAndre Hunter. He's averaging 15 points a game. And it, it feels like he's averaged around 15 points a game like his whole career, damn near. It just doesn't feel like he's making any strides as a basketball player, as an NBA player. Uh, yeah, last year he averaged 15.4 points, and this year he's averaging 14.9. Mind you, in 2021, he averaged 15, but he was really injured that year. So, you know, his three-point percentage, though, is a career high, 42%. The tough part is he's not on the floor enough. So that's really frustrating if you're a Hawks fan. There are only three games under 500 when he does play, 14 and 17, um, and there's seven games under 500 for the season. I think something else that's really stuck out for me is that Clint Capella has totally fallen off a cliff. Like, he just doesn't finish around the basket very well despite his high field goal percentage of 57.5% per game a game. He does not elevate off the ground the same anymore. So, like, he is not a presence at the rim the way he once was, and I know that's contradicted by his one point one and a half blocks a game. I mean, he used to be good enough for two blocks a game. He doesn't offer much resistance at the rim, and yeah, I, from what I've seen this season, he just plays soft. It's like he's avoiding contact. So, Clint Capella, and he's been steadily declining each year. I think you started to see it in 2022 when he even admitted we don't get up for games like that anymore, you know, the same way we did last year. Now that we've tasted conference final success. So, I think these last two years, he's consistently dropped. And Onyeka Kongwu, you know, he's still coming off the bench for him. And I think they've got to really go a different direction soon with Kongwu starting. He's averaging 10 and 7 this year compared to Capella's eleven and 10.6 rebounds. So not that much worse, but he's also only playing. They're basically playing the same amount of minutes. Okongwu is actually playing 0.1 more minutes. So Capella technically is averages one more point and then three more rebounds in his minutes. So I don't know if you're a Hawks fan, let me know what you think of the difference between Capella and Okongwu in their production this year. But I think Jalen Johnson has been a real bright spot. I think Bogdanovich should be um, one of the candidates for sixth man. Jalen Johnson is averaging 16 points a game, which is a 10 point increase from last year. 10 point. He's shooting 35% from three last season, 29. So a 6% difference. So big up Jalen Johnson. He's really breaking out and being a really good player. He's super athletic. He's offered some good backside rim protection. When I've watched him this year, he averages a steal and a block a game, So he's got activity defensively and he's only 22 years old. So that's the bright spot for Atlanta. Um, But defensive rating, they're the worst team in the league. They're 30 out of 30 in defensive rating, and it's very obvious, you know. I think Trey Young is actually trying a little bit harder defensively when I've watched him, but it's still not significant. And DeJounte, no good, but anyway. Uh, And Capella, yeah, he's just non-existent really. Let's now talk about the number six seed, and that is the Indiana Pacers. Now, the Indiana Pacers, I had them as my 10th seed, but that being said, they did make a big trade, and that is for Spicy P, a player who I really like and I think is a great addition for this team as I talked about when they got him as a second option. And he played some of his first couple of games without Tyrese Halliburton, but now he started to get situated with the team. And you see the Indiana Pacers are currently in the sixth spot with a 31-25 and 25 record, playing even better than I anticipated. And a large reason for that is the amazing season of Tyrese Halliburton who last year had his breakout season was an all-star for the first time. He has increased his PPG by one. He's increased his assist per game by one and rebounds. He's increased by 0.2. He's shooting 49% from the field, just like he did last year. And he's shooting identical from three 40%. So he hasn't really improved that much, but I think it's just that he's gaining his experience in the league. You know, each year you become better, you become more comfortable. You become more confident in the fact that, I'm one of the best players in this fucking league. There's not much people can do about it. And he's leading the league in assists right now. He's averaging 22 and 12, which is insane on 49, 40, 85 splits. He's played in 43 games out of a possible 56. So he's missed 13 games. Let me see what their record is in games that he's played. Indiana in games with him are 24 and 19, so five games over 500. Uh, and then with Pascal Siakam in his 15 games as a pacer, they are, uh, you can't get his individual pacer record off the top of my head. So let's see, we got 0 um, oh 2. No, he was 0 oh 3 in his first three games. Then he went on a three game winning streak. So he was 3 and 3. Then another three game losing streak, another two game winning streak. So he's about 500 as a pacer. Um, but Siakam is playing well. He's averaging 21 points, seven rebounds and five assists on 57-41 shooting splits. His free throw is a little laggy, 62%. You know, got to get that up. But 57% from the field and 41% as a pacer. Got to love that. And I like this move a lot. Now, he got rid of Buddy uh, Healed, which is tough. I mean, he's a great shooter. But it's going to like allow Benedict Matherin to shine a little bit more. He's averaging 14 points this year, and he's one of the better sophomores in the league. Then you have Andrew Nemhard, who's a solid player from Gonzaga, averaging nine and five this year. And TJ McConnell, who can always come in and give you some solid production himself. So, this Pacer team, you know, they're an electric offense, absolutely electric offense. Uh, Benedict Matherin, by the way, is averaging slightly less points this year. He's shooting one less shot per game than last year. But now, with Buddy Heald off the roster, I think you're going to see that go up. Uh, I think somebody who's been consistent like he usually is, you know, re sign that contract is Miles Turner. You know, he's been a pretty consistent 18 and eight guy for the last couple of years. This year he's averaging 17 and seven. His efficiency is pretty good, but he only shoots 34% from three, which is 3% down from last year when he was 37%. But I'll say this about Indiana they have the best offense, oh, second best offensive rating in the NBA right now. So can somebody please look up who's first right now for me? Really quick, because I'm very curious who the best offensive team in the league is. They were the number one offensive team for the longest time. Okay, it's the Boston Celtics. I got it. Boston Celtics, which makes sense. But the Indiana Pacers being second in offensive rating, that's the genius of Tyrese Halliburton. That's what it truly is. He's having a great season. And now I think with Siakam, they got a real chance of winning a round. I didn't think they had any chance of winning a first round series without another star. You know, you saw how they could get exposed. Uh, against the Lakers in the uh in-season tournament championship when you just blitzed Halliburton and got the ball out of his hands. They just didn't have those great decision makers um in the four-on-three situations. And they got the guy the ball to open three-point shooters, but can't just rely on other guys and other role players. Um somebody who I think has improved tremendously is Aaron Neesmith. He's averaging 13 points a game on 52 45. 70 shooting splits, so the free throw percentage isn't great, but 52% from the field and 45 from three. He's top 10 in the league in three-point percentage. I watched him in Massachusetts when I was at UMass. He was nowhere near looking like this. Aaron Neesmith has been a real part of this Pacers team, and I think he's been tenacious defensively, even though this team doesn't play much defense, and that's what scares me about them in the playoffs. They're 25th in defensive rating. I think that they're exciting and they're trending in the right direction. So I was wrong about them. They're better than I thought. But I think the addition of Siakam definitely takes that to another level. So definitely have my eyes on them going forward. Now, let's talk about another team that's been insanely shocking to me, and that is the Chicago Bulls. Now, what's really interesting about the Chicago Bulls is that they were looking like kind of a disaster. Zach Levine has been in trade talks all year. And then it's when Zach Levine gets injured that they take off and show how good they can be. Zach Levine has played in 25 games this year and he's averaging 19 and a half points. He's not even averaging 20 points a game, people. He's shooting 45% from the field, 35 from three, which is very mediocre. And his record is 10 and 15 this season. Without Zach Levine, the Chicago Bulls are 16 and 14 in the 30 games without him so there you go with zach he's played 25 games he's missed 30 they're over 500 without him and they're under 500 with him and demar Roden's having another very solid season he leads their team in scoring with 23 points four rebounds and five dimes but the real breakout season the guy who i think should win most improved player this year kobe white He has been an absolute revelation for this Bulls team. This is a guy whose career high was his sophomore year with 15 points a game on a shitty Bulls team. And now he's back in the starting lineup and he's averaging 20 points a game, which is a career high, five rebounds a game, which is also a career high, 5.3 assists per game, which is also a career high. And he's shooting a career high 46% from the field and 40% from three. Kobe White. Take a bow, brother. He's played in all 55 games. He's been exceptional. I like the way he's getting to the basket. He's shooting the three ball. I've always seen some good stuff from him, but he's really started to put it together. The Chicago Bulls team is only three games below 500. They're doing better than the Hawks. I don't know if they'll finish better than the Hawks. Um, I want the Hawks to finish higher just because I was right. But... They've proven to be a pretty mediocre team in this league, and I thought they were going to be bad because they would trade DeRozan or they would trade Levine, and because Zach got injured, now they can't trade him this season. Vucevic, his stats look good, 17.5 points and 11 rebounds, but I want to point out something about Vooch. He's shooting 27.5% from three this season, 54% from two. So maybe Vooch needs to lean into more post-up, taking advantage of mismatches, working inside the arc. I know he's a pick-and-pop big, but maybe he needs to start taking that 18-footer instead of that three because he's shooting four threes a game and he's shooting the same amount of percentage from West, than Westbrook, if not worse. So that's something to watch for Vooch. Now, Patrick Williams, you know, he's another guy. I just don't know if I see much improvement from him year to year. Uh, he's averaging 10 points a game, which is exactly what he averaged last year. He's shooting even worse from the field. He's shooting 40% from three, so that's pretty good. But I just think he's very average. And for being a, you know, what pick was he? Fourth overall pick, I just think that he's a bust. Like, no offense. I, I Alex Caruso's great. Io DeSumo's averaging 10 points a game. Caruso is averaging 10 points a game. Andre Drummond is averaging 8 and 9 off the bench. So they've had some underrated performers. I got to give the Bulls credit. They've been very impressive. And DeRozan's had another very solid season as well. Now let's talk about the Miami Heat. We got two more teams left, ladies and gentlemen. Bear with me. The Miami Heat. Now, I had the Miami Heat finishing 6th. Flea had the Miami Heat finishing 10th, and I remember him being very low on them. All Ball had them 7th, so he's correct right now. And Fabian had them 7th, so he's correct right now. I had them 6th. The team that I didn't expect to be better than them was the... Indiana Pacers, but I think the Heat could still finish higher than them and finish sixth, so I'm going to stay with that prediction. Uh, the Heat or the Heat, you know, one thing about them is, though, one of these years, and maybe it's this year, they're going to get – it's going to catch up to them the way they bullshit through the regular season. You know, I think Jaime Hawkins has been great. I think it's been awesome. You know, I love Jaime Hawkins. I think he's really uh, showing everybody that doubted his – how good he could be in the NBA. He's fantastic. I mean, 13 points a game, his rookie year, four rebounds. Uh, they just got Terry Rozier. Uh, They've struggled a bit with him because, you know, Tyler Hero, Terry Rozier, who goes to the bench? Can you put Tyler Hero on the bench? He won six men of the year, and then he got that fat contract last year. Um, That's one thing. I think Bam Adebayo, he started out really well. He rightfully made the all-star team. He's having the best season of his career, 20 points, 11 boards, four assists. He's one of the best centers in the league. We all know this, 51% from the field this year, one of the best defenders in basketball. But... Has he, t- I mean, to me last year, he took the next step and uh, doing enough for a potential championship win, but Jimmy Butler, he didn't do well in the finals. You know, to me, he doesn't have enough of a bag to lead a team to a championship. And this is somebody who is saying, I had Jimmy ranked fifth in NBA players going in the, in, into the season, you know, not counting Kawhi who had struggled with injury. I had Jimmy Butler fifth. So you're talking because I love the way he plays in the playoffs, but he is a little limited. You know, he's very right-hand dominant. He likes to come to a full stop a lot of times with his pull-up, mainly going to his left. Um, He, oh, everything is off two feet, which, you know, some people can predict. And when guys stopped falling for his pump fake, he wasn't really getting great shots. And he doesn't have much wiggle to his game. I love Jimmy Butler. He's still so strategic about the way he scores, but the way he bullshits through the regular season. I mean, he's played 37 games out of 55. He's missed 18 games, so he's already not eligible for that, uh, any awards. Bam Adebayo was injured. He missed 10 games. Talahiro has missed 20 games. So they've had their fair share of injuries this season. They really lack size in the front court. I mean, Kevin Love is just another year older. He's 35 years old. He gets 18 minutes a night. They start Haywood Highsmith at the four. He's getting 21 minutes a night, and the guy is, what, 6'5", 6'7". So they have real problems in terms of size that they didn't really address. Um, We'll see how it goes in the playoffs for them. I think eventually things are going to come back to bite them, and I know they've been struggling at the point of attack defensively to a degree. Caleb Martin, I know, has been a slight, slight disappointment this year. He's also dealt with injuries. He's missed 17 games. So, I mean, we'll see how the Heat do. The Heat are the Heat. I think this year it's going to really come back to bite them, uh, not giving a fuck in the regular season. And I think it starts with Jimmy Butler. I think he gets away with it because of how well he plays in the playoffs. And that's why I give him the benefit of the doubt, because I'm all about the playoffs. Fuck that regular season stuff. But nah, Uh, it's going to have to come back to bite him eventually. And I think this might be the year, but we'll see. I just think Miami, we'll see how the addition of Terry Rozier helps. But Duncan Robinson, I want to give him a shout out. He's been awesome this year, but Is Hero going to come off the bench? I don't think so. And now the last one, the Orlando Magic. So this is a team, I'm pretty sure I was right around correct on this. I had them ninth. they're in 8th. Flea had them 11th, they're in 8th. All Ball had them 11th as well. And Fabian had them 10th. So I was actually the closest. The Magic are in 8th. Paolo Banquero in his second season became an all-star. And I got to say, I got to like what the Magic are doing. I don't think this is unpredictable. I think a stretch of the season that was very important for them was when they missed Wendell Carter. And uh, in those, you know, he's missed 26 games this year. And in those games, Goga Bitadze stepped in. He started 31 games this year, and I thought he was pretty solid. Paolo BenCaro is averaging 23, seven and five at seven rebounds, five assists, and he's played in every game this year, shooting 46% from the field. So he's gotten better in that regard in terms of efficiency. I think the Magic size is very overwhelming, but I think one thing that stands out about them for me is that their offense isn't great. They don't have that much shooting. You know, Markel Fultz uh, is not a great shooter at all still. I'm happy for Markel Fultz. He's gotten better. He's made a career out of himself after looking like, you know, he's going to be a major bust. Um, But this season, he's dealt with his injuries as well. He's only played 21 games out of 55. So he's missed 34 games. Um, As I said, Wendell Carter's missed games. Franz Wagner, luckily he's only missed eight Jalen Suggs. I got to talk about him in a second, but Franz Wagner, 21, six and four. He's not that far off behind Paolo, but he's only a 32% three-point shooter. And then Paolo's not a great three-point shooter either, even though he's improved. The fact that their best three-point shooter is Wendell Carter in the starting lineup, their five man is a little questionable. And then someone like Cole Anthony, who is a great shooter is only shooting 33% from three. So to me, they have some real issues in terms of points, uh, they're 24th in the league in offensive rating, but fourth in defensive rating. And it's no surprise why they got a lot of size. Jalen Suggs should absolutely be on a defensive team this year. He is a pit bull and he's starting to show why he was picked so high at Gonzaga. Great on-ball defense, super physical, plays with a lot of passion, 12 points, definitely his breakout season, 12 points, three boards. Uh, he's shooting 44 and a half percent from the field and 38 percent from three. So this is a guy who uh, you can say it's his breakout season, but in 2022, his PPG wasn't that much lower. His stats weren't much lower, but his efficiency was garbage compared to now. And he wasn't doing it on a good team. The 2022 Magic were a terrible team. They were 22 and 60. This is a starting role on a good team. So in my opinion, that's a breakout season. I think he's been exceptional. And then I mentioned Paolo and Franz. You know, there's other guys to mention. Anthony Black has played 50 games. Uh, go guys. I said, Mo Wagner, he's averaging 11 points a game. Wow. That's pretty impressive. Mo Wagner's, they have six guys averaging double figure points and Cole Anthony's averaging 12 points. So really impressed with the magic. I'm looking forward to seeing them play some playoff basketball or play in basketball. We'll see if they make the playoffs, but I'm, I'm impressed with them and they're doing about what I expected. So that's all for me in this one, guys. Um, let's, I'll answer some questions before I get out of here. Let's see. What's going on, Scam? He says, good morning from Japan. KB Magic, what's up? Wolves don't have any other reliable scores in the playoffs outside of Ant. Cat doesn't fool me. Okay. Tatum been playing like a dummy in crunch time playoff games since game seven. I disagree with that. JJ Baby Dick is a piece of shit. If anyone, I can't stand him. Melo didn't take eight seconds to get his stuff. I mean, I think Melo did hold the ball a lot, Scam. I think you're being your Baltimore bias on that one. I think he definitely held the ball a lot. Sup, chat? Jesse said, no, I never had Dame ranked that high anyway. He can't drop any lower for me because he's also been a mini Harden in the playoffs. Harden's been better than him, to be honest. Giannis to New York. What's up, Bones? Got busy. Let's go, Knicks. Don't care about Dame supporting Cass. His playoff performances fell off hard from the regular season. 2019 Western Conference Finals versus the KD-less Warriors with the final nail in the coffin. I feel you. Yeah, 2018 versus the Pelicans for sure. Just Knicks. You real talk. Once we get healthy this year, we're going all the way. Reaching Knicks Clips Finals will be fire. My man, a golden knight. I remember there's this whole JJ stuff. I'm not even reading that whole JJ stuff. Yeah, this I agree with, though, Jonathan Ang. Atlanta Hawks' Josh Smith was so much better than JJ ever was as a player, no doubt. Um, I wouldn't call him a great team defender, Jonathan. I think he was fine. He understood. He was smart. He knew where he had to be. He knew the scheme. He, he still tried hard, but that's about it, man. He was okay. I will, better version of Luke Kennard, sure, but I think he got more opportunity than Luke Kennard. Uh, I think he was just a little better defensively, but canar I, I think canar might be a better shooter, to be honest. It's not even a question. Hito Turkoglu is better than J.J. Um, let's see. Yeah, J.J. calling Kareem a one-note player. A one-note score was ridiculous. Absolutely. Um, yeah, you guys are talking about the all-star game. Because scam, he was the face of the league for many years and everything LeBron has done to me has been un- like, it promotes uncompetitiveness. It, com- it promotes, you know, it's not a big deal. It's whatever. It's just an all-star game. You know, that's just not what the generation prior did. And when LeBron was playing with the players from the generation prior, he took it more seriously. He did. So again, the face of the league dictates a lot to me, bro. When Kobe and Dirk and all them were the face of the league, there was not all this player movement. A lot of it has to do with contracts. I understand but it was a lot of the culture you playing for a lot of different teams was seen as weak it was i grew up with that and i still believe it um but now it's okay all these stars they've played with six different teams in their careers and you want me to respect it the same way as the past i don't give a fuck about no contracts they're just divas and they're ungrateful for what they have to me they don't want to the going gets tough the tough quit and i think lebron's a big part of that to me sorry to hurt everyone's feelings with that cuz it's going to hurt a lot of you guys' feelings cuz you love lebron so much nobody can say anything bad about him Um, it's not that insane, bro. I used to be a LeBron fan. I mean, I've been on both sides of the coin, so I see how both sides feel, and I think it's not all LeBron's fault, but he doesn't do anything to promote competitiveness in the league for me. The Sixers, because of Kyle Lowry, are your favorite team in the league, Phoenix. Jalen Brown had the worst dunks I've seen in my life. I still haven't watched the dunk contest. That's the crazy part. If Trey has AD, who's the better offensive player? Excuse me? If Trey Young has AD, who's the better offensive player? I think Trey Young is probably better offensive than AD, but who knows? Because AD, his game probably uh, transitions better to the playoffs in the sense that it's a number one option and you can throw it down to him. But Trey Young did lead his team to the conference finals as the number one option. Anthony Davis is not. But AD, I think he's, you know, it's easier for a, with a big guy like that than such a small guard. But that's a good one, actually. Can Trey be the best offensive piece on a finals team? Mm. If he's playing with someone like AD, that would be interesting, actually. Sass got injured collegiately. Clint got a pop. Rocco and Nico have been injured, but they're solid as fuck when they play. Nico's an underrated passer. Absolutely. Talk about Jalen Johnson, most improved. I think that's going to be uh, Kobe White, but I gave him his flowers. Maxi is the future. Maxi is a problem. Nick Nurse ran Embiid to the ground like he does to all his stars. I think Embiid's also just injury-prone, bro. He got injured with other coaches. Spicy P better as a three. Yeah, but it's today's NBA. Who do you prefer, Dime? SP or TH? Excuse me? Spicy P or... Who's T.H.? Tyrese Halliburton? Uh, Tyrese Halliburton. Pascal Siakam. Nismith is a gem. Duarte is good, right? He's solid. He's in the- Five is crazy, but I'm big on the playoff scam. Valentine's Day or All-Star Weekend, Dime. What do you mean? Melo's entire time with the Nuggets and first couple of years on the Knicks, he wasn't as ball dominant as people think. I mean, what do you mean by that, bro? He was- I mean, he had the ball a lot. He shot a lot. All right, guys, I've been out here for too long. Remember, guys, leave a comment on the video. Let me know if you like this video. Uh, I'm going to have all the teams time-stamped, all of them, um, by the end of the night. And they'll be out on audio as well. I'm just going to clip it down a bit. But appreciate you guys all. Thank you for tuning in. And we'll be back tomorrow night for the Thunder game after the Clippers Thunder. So let's. I'll see you guys on that live. Peace. And I hope you enjoy the Western Conference one as well. We time-stamped all that and this one. We're back soon. Peace. Have a great night.